Now entering Nerdist.com. Chew it with a guy named Kevin. Chew it. And this other guy, Steve. Chew it. From the TV and the movies. And now this podcast stream. Chew it. They're gonna get chewy. Chew it. They might even get me. Chew it. But they're gonna get funky on this podcast thing. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Kevin Efren. It's Steve Lemmy. Thanks for joining us on Chewing It. You're awesome. We love you so fucking much. Thanks for coming back. Oh my god, I can't wait to chew it with you today. What about first timers? Thanks, first timers. Hey, first timers, you ready to get chewed? We're gonna do some chewing. We um, we um, we've had a lot of guests on recently. Yeah. And I feel like we've neglected some of our listeners. Okay. So I thought, you know, maybe it'd be fun to answer questions from people. Oh, okay. I see. So you're just taking credit for this idea right off the bat. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. Did you have something to do with this idea? Um, I know I suggested it the first time around, so really the entire concept oh, is mine. So whatever. Right. But I wasn't going to say that until you fucking, you know, right. got all self-aggrandizing. Okay. But that's cool. It's true. This is our second uh, time answering questions from the Twitter people. Yeah. If, uh, if you don't have Twitter, you should get on there and follow us. I'm at Steve Lemmy. Kevin is at Heffernan Rules. And don't worry, like we have tons of guests lined up. We have some good people. We just lined up some good people. But we, why not just, you know? They're not worried. They fucking love us. Yeah, dude. why not just shoot the shit? It's yeah. the fastest growing podcast in America. Yeah, I mean, we're at, we are actually at 750,000 listeners right now. Oh, that was a million. I read, it, I read it wrong. Oh, is that right? Yeah, 750,000. You put the extra zero yeah, there? Yeah, no, yeah. it's not that huge. Oh, okay. But maybe one day, 750 million. Okay. Um, if you work hard enough, good things happen to good people. Hey, listen, you know, it's about irons in the fire. That is our uh, little kernel of wisdom today. Um, before we uh, jump into it, though, let's let's just talk about we're going back on the road next week. So we should, you know, or no, two weeks. We should throw some plugs out there. Plug it. Uh, just give us your – we'll give you our dates because um, we'd love to see you guys out there, uh, out, out in the country, out and about. So May uh, 9th and 10th, we're going to be in Salt Lake City in Utah. West Valley City, technically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wise guys. Oh, man, I can't wait. That's a fun club. That's great. We had a good time there last time. And then... Um, Bust speak- out some Mormon jokes this That's time. That's right. Get to mo- Dust off your Mormon jokes. Yeah. Okay. So we said Utah, and then the next weekend... San Francisco. San Francisco, one of our favorite places. Yeah, what are the dates? Cobbs, uh, May 15th, 16th, and 17th. Love Cobbs. Thursday, Friday, Saturday night at Cobbs. Five shows. Five shows at Cobbs, San Francisco in In May. May. Oh, beautiful. Lovely. All right, then we're going to go to Charlotte, North Carolina on May 29th, 30th, and 31st. It's a Thursday through a Saturday Mm. um, at the Comedy Zone. Yeah, man. I'm going to have some fresh tobacco while I'm down there. Is that what you're going to do? That's what they're known for. Smoke it, chew it. What are you going to do? All of it. Eat it. Rub it. Rub it on you? Yeah. It's got healing powers. That's weird. I'm going to kick it. Okay. All right, and then the next weekend, we are going north of the border. Mm-hmm. Our neighbors to the north. Calgary. America's hat. Calgary at the Laugh Shop. Yeah, at the Blackfoot Inn. That's right. Oh, We've been there before. We have been there before. You know what they like in Canada? Two good things. Laughter and drinking. Yeah, and hockey. And hockey. And french fries and gravy. But we don't do any hockey in our show. How do you, what? Don't tell them. Okay. Sorry. But it's an all-new show. If you, oh, came, right. if you right. came to the... I saw on Twitter, somebody asked if it's the uh, same material. No. All-new show. Heffernan and Lemmy don't fuck around. You're already answering questions, man. Yeah, but that's not a question I was going to answer in this thing. Right. But some people asked, 
Just want them to know. We got new material. Yeah. Right? Because we're professionals. Yeah. Well, because we did the winter show last time because they're, they're in the winter time. Right. Which was, you know, June. <laughs> <laughs> Canada. Canada. It's a cold joke. Calgary. But uh, anyway, we're coming back. Sight. Great times last time. Um, okay. And then uh, later in June, we're going to be in Denver. Denver. June 26th, 27th, 28th. And what's the good thing about that trip? Well, aside from the fact they legalized pot in Colorado. <laughs> right. Uh, we are shooting, Since we've last been there. <laughs> yeah. We are shooting our new special at those shows. Okay. So, I mean, if you want to come and see a show where that's being filmed, come. This is going to be a rowdy time. And uh, we're going to be on our best buff- behavior. Buffoonery? Yeah. We're going to be on our game. We're bringing our A game. We have to. We have to. It's going to be captured on yeah. camera. Can't can't uh, phone it in like we're going to do in Calgary. Well, and, uh, editing no. though, you can phone it in. Oh, okay, perfect. With editing, cool. Uh, and then new date. We got a new date in July. What date is that? We're heading back to San Diego. San Diego, Ooh, the American Comedy Company. You know what San Diego means? What Saint Jim? Oh yeah, yeah. G Y M. Yeah, <laughs> it's an athletic town. Um, He's the patron saint of jocks. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Well, we were there uh, a little, what, like maybe a year and a half ago? Yeah. Going back to this club. It's a yeah. great club. It is great. We had a great time there, great shows. Awesome crowds there. The best. Remember that, though, I had lost my voice. Uh, I didn't remember. It just, uh, I remember it just being an extremely peaceful trip. <laughs> <laughs> no, but remember we had to switch our two-man bit a little bit. Like, uh, you had to do some of the jokes. Oh, that's that right. That I usually do. That's right. Oh, yeah. Because I couldn't speak. That's right. We totally killed. <laughs> <laughs> that was our best show. That was our best two-man ever. That would be like a kind of thing like we reduce my role incrementally as time goes on to the point where I'm just doing like 10 minutes. Yeah. And then you're doing all the other time. Mm-hmm. And then finally I, I leave. And it just becomes a Steve Lemmy show. Right. Yeah. Right. And wildly yeah. successful. Yeah. It kills it. <laughs> back again. Eighth smash week. Steve Lemmy. Maybe what we should do when we go back to San Diego is they'll flip, the, flip it a little bit. I do more heavy lifting this time. Okay. Heavy lifting? Yeah. Okay. Because of uh, the last time I lost my voice. That's cool. Except you want people to come back the next time. I guess it's true. That's the only problem with that strategy. I think they will based on that last show. Although I was, I was in a bad mood. I was surly. Yeah, well, because you like to talk. Yeah, and like I was like annoyed that I was losing my voice. Sure. Then you hear me taking all your good laughs. Remember we had like people came backstage. Drunk. And were, yeah, and it was like having fun. I was like, get out of here. I do remember that. I was drinking tea with honey. I, I thought you were talking about the uh, the random drunk guy who just wandered backstage. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, people thought that was the door to the bathroom. Yeah. I'll tell you something. With the American Comedy Company people, the door by the stage is not the bathroom door. Yeah, that's the backstage. But there's no security, so just come on in. <laughs> um, ah, they were still working out the kinks back then. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, hey, you know what else? This episode of Chewing It mm-hmm. brought to you by our good friends over at K1 Speed. Oh, man. Get out of here. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm serious. So if you have the need for speed, you know what? I'm not even fuck around on this. Yeah, one. I'm tired of acting. Yeah, and doing a good job. Just sell. Just sell it. I'm just gonna fucking blast through it. Just sell it. If you have the need for speed, K1 Speed is the place to race. K1 Speed is America's premier indoor kart racing center, and that's kart with a K, bro. In kart with a K in the United States. That's right. You could experience the thrills of 100 percent emissions free. That means there's no emissions. And they're European-style electric go-karts. You're being a dork. With a K. You're being a dork. Ugh. Reaching speeds of 45 miles per hour. High-speed thrills for adults and juniors. 
Race on over to a location near you today to feed your need for speed seven days a week. If you haven't experienced the thrills of racing at K1 Speed, do yourself a favor and find a location near you. Or go to K1Speed.com. Be sure to hop on the TuneIt website also and download a coupon to save money on your next racing experience. Done. I marginalized $5. you. $5. I marginalized you. You did. You did. That's okay, because you're better at it. I took you out of the equation. You're better at this than I am. You're a better spokesperson than I am. I know. How did I think there's another situation, like like San Diego, like K1 Speed is happy to know that Heffernan did like 15% of the ad, yeah, and that you did 85%. Just now, as the phone is ringing off the hook over at K1 Speed, yeah. they're like, what's going on here? And somebody's yeah. telling him, like, holy shit, great fucking reading. Lemmy did the ad today. Yeah. Lemmy have uh, uh, two tickets. Yeah. Let me uh, get a ticket for some go-karts with a K. Yeah. Let me go 45 miles an hour. Hmm. Well, okay. You could do the whole thing like that. I know you could. You could. Because I have a great last name. That's pretty good. Uh, all right, so that's the ad. Um, uh, and uh, we have all these questions here. But what, how's your, uh, let's get an update. How's your life going? How's your uh, new kid? Uh, you know, he's a cock. He's a cock. Yeah, I mean. That's not a very nice thing to say about your kid. Should I have to call, like, the Department of uh, Child Services or something on you? Or Go for it. I hope they take him away. Do it. No, I mean, look, it's like. Uh, like, your wife's going to storm in here and be like, yo, Steve Lemmy. You better not be besmirching my child. Yeah, she doesn't even know what the word besmirch means. Uh, from that, they don't teach that shit on the street. I can sense your your anger of your new child. Well, you don't dislike your new child. You just your circumstances are a little difficult. No, right I now. dislike him. I dislike him. I was thinking about it the other day as I was feeding him. Right. And he shat four times into his diaper before I could even budge. Right. Right. And then, like you know. I was like, all right, I'll keep feeding him. And then, like, 90% of the time, the only reason I stopped giving him the bottle is because he, he chokes right. on the milk. So he's spitting that up. And then right. I'm, I'm burping him. He burps in my fucking ear, right? Okay. Got to change him. Of course, he shits again in the diaper, pisses on himself. I, right. I've gone through this before. But it's like, I'm like, the dude is disgusting. I know, but the, the fact of the matter is, you know, 15 years from now, when he's 15 and you're 80... Oh boy. Um, oh, boy. He'll be changing your diaper. Fine. Then I hope he hates me, too. <laughs> he'll be doing his podcast talking about changing. I feel like I hate him. My dad's diaper got full again. I had to change it. Giving him his bottle, he shut four times. He's choking on his nose hose. The oxygen couldn't get into his brain. I fully... If I'm a nuisance like that, he has permission to put me in a home. <laughs> okay. I don't wish that on somebody. You can't put a newborn in a home, though. Uh... No, but I could put him in somebody else's home. <laughs> it's just, you know what it is, like everyone comes up to you and they're like, oh, he's so adorable. How old? And you're like, three weeks. And they're like, oh my God, he's so cute. I'm All like, right. not really. He's like, a, he's like a skid row bum. <laughs> you know, sleeping in his piss. Uh-huh. And like, and by the way, I know that uh, bum is not a PC term, although one of my New Year's resolutions uh, this year that, that I didn't speak about on my podcast okay. was to start using the word bum more. To use it to as opposed back. to hobo? And like all the respect, like a homeless person, everything. No, bum. Okay. He's okay. a bum. Okay. You know why? Yeah. They're bums. Okay, he's a bum. Yeah. They're on, there's a stat. It's like 95% of them are on drugs. And okay. they're using your money for alcohol and drugs. <laughs> Get a job. You're a bum. <laughs> I'm that's sorry. how you feel about your newborn child? It's. I, he needs to get a job. I'm just sleep deprived. Uh, you are. You are. You're like on a rant. My my wife said to me, uh, "Hey, when you do the podcast, don't let Lemmy complain anymore about his newborn child. What? Because I'm getting tired of it. What? And I was like, Oh, okay. How? What have I complained to her? <laughs> Not to her. You, I, I apparently complained on that other podcast. Oh man, tell her. <laughs> tell her to lighten up. 
Cellular what if America thinks it? What if all 750,000 listeners think they're the same thing? Fucking bums. Then they're bums. They're bums. They're bums. Oh, man. Um, I can't wait for today's podcast. Let's let's uh, let's should answer. we do some uh, some of these questions? Yeah, this Bef- is pretty fun. I love these. Before we do it though, just like there's some repeat questions and some general right stuff. The most repeated question we get is uh, about this like next movies. Yeah, yeah. So movies. We can talk about that. We'll talk about that. Yeah, Super Troopers two. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is happening. That's the next movie. Yep. If people say, "What's the next movie?" That's the next movie. The script is written. Uh, the deal has been agreed on with the studio. We are in the uh, stage, though, where we have to raise the financing. Um, it's just uh, nothing out of the ordinary. The studio is actually just the distributor, and we are going to bring the money to the table. So we're, uh, but it's a lot of money we have to raise. Yeah, so. and so uh, uh, I don't know. I think we're talking about later, probably shooting later this year is what the plan yeah, is. Yeah, summertime. Late I summer. mean, it's a matter of people's schedules. It's a matter of you know getting all the financing rolling where it needs to roll to and we know we always say oh we're shooting in the spring we always say we're shooting four months from the moment that we announce it <laughs> but we really do mean it <laughs> and it really is going to happen yeah and we really do believe what we say and I got to start growing my mustache right now yeah because it's going to take a while it is going to take a while because <laughs> you haven't shaved it like <sighs> I'm trying just squeeze your middle I'm trying to get some of that hair to come out but yeah, that's the that's the most frequently asked question, right? The Super Troopers two thing. Yeah, and then people also ask the question about you know, what's it going to be about? Yeah, or like, well, there was an internet rumor a couple of years ago that we were going to play our fathers or something like that, but that was just a rumor. Yeah, we are going to pick up where the other story left off, but not a baseless rumor. We had actually we started the rumor ourselves. Yeah, it was something on we a had. whim. We, we, it was a whimsical comment in an interview or something where we talked about, hey, it would be kind of cool to play our dads in the 70s with some hot rods. Right. And then that that became the plot on IMDb. Let's do it again. Like, You know what would be cool? If um, uh, we all got superpowers. Yeah. Each character got a superpower, and then yeah. be, it, was a, it was a superhero movie, Super Troopers. Okay. I think that's what the sequel's going to be. Okay, okay. It's going to be a superhero movie. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were going to shoot it in space and call it Stellar Fellers. <laughs> okay. we're, we're actually shooting on the moon. Okay. And there we find some... Uh, you get permits up there? You get a tax rebate up there on the moon? The tax rebate is great up there. The rebate on the moon is awesome. Yeah, it's great. That's great, man. It's great. We're going to colonize, <laughs> and uh, the comedy is going to be off the hook up there on the moon. The dome? Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be dropping like zero G. Oh man, it's gonna eclipse all other fucking companies. Yeah, man, we're gonna go to the dark side. <laughs> uh, we're already we're already failing. Uh, we're already failing. Uh, uh, um, Kev. Yeah. So, so there's all these good questions. What do yeah. you got? Yeah, Give well, me there, one. Were, there were a couple that just came in right under the wire. Oh, okay. That I wanted to. Um, here, here's one. JP Dane Castro. Okay. At JP Dane Castro. Yeah. He asks, where do you look for inspiration? Or she. Or she. You're, you're absolutely right. What's Thank my you. Problem? Where do you look for inspiration when writing new material, whether it be for a new movie or a stand-up bit? Huh. Okay. Where do you look for inspiration? Well, for the movies, uh, we used to joke about the fact that when you have five dudes mm-hmm. in a movie, you have to find subject matter that lends itself yeah. to five dudes. Sure. Right? Like, it, couldn't, it can't be, like, end of the world, a boy and his dog. No. Because there's not five dudes in it. No, it can't be about uh, a doubles uh, partnership in Wimbledon. <laughs> right. True. It can't be Little Women. 
could not pay that. <laughs> right? Yeah. Because we're dudes. Yeah. So it was always like like a sports team or like astronauts, well, like a basketball, or, a basketball team, which we have yet to do. Right. Although we did a a a, 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 a one, one act, act play, a play, one act play. Yeah, called halftime. Called halftime. Right. Uh, so I, it, it's kind of like funny. Your inspiration for it has to be in that realm of five dudes with five equal parts. Yeah. Because no one will will take the short small part. Yeah. Right. No, no one will. And and then, but then, and the uh, the other interesting thing I think you know unintentionally was that uh, we became very big in the gay community, <laughs> right? Because inevitably, what happens is we have a lot of male nudity, and also it's just the movies are just homoerotic. Yeah, it's five dudes just hanging out with each other and like you know getting into it. Yeah, and so that's why you were the bear of the day, right? And uh, you know that's why whenever we're in. Uh, Providence, Rhode Island. We're getting wolf calls all the time. <laughs> San Francisco, here we come. Here we come. So, okay. So, uh, yeah. And well, what, what about for the... Um, stand-up comedy? Stand-up comedy. It's... Uh, you, know, you know what's funny, and, and we've talked about this before also, is like... Um, I think someone else wrote a question uh, about, you know, having kids and how... Becoming a dad and how has that changed your comedy? Yeah. Didn't it, someone ask that question? Yeah. In fact, if, if you give me... Here. Matt Haynes at... M. Hames. Oh, that's our buddy. That's our Colgate buddy. He writes. That's our Colgate buddy, Matt. He writes. Yeah. See, I wasn't going to out him. Oh, okay. But that's cool. <laughs> okay. He writes. How did becoming a dad impact your comedy? Well, that's that's the funny thing is like, uh, I think out of the Broken Lizard guys, I was the first one to have a kid. Yeah. Right. And, and so the first one to have a cell phone. And the first one to have a cell phone. That's Which your mom bought you. Yeah, because uh, well, that's a funny story. I should tell a story. We were. Uh, I was on the set. Uh, I got a small part in one of Ed Burns' movies. I remember that one. Um, and it was called No Looking Back. Yeah. With Lauren Holly and Ed Burns. And, and John Bon Jovi. And JBJ. Yeah. Right? And so um, I was on the set, and we were out like somewhere, I don't know, it was like at the beach, like far Rockaway, like one of those places. And uh, like during lunch, I did lunch, ate lunch, the craft service thing, and I got food poisoning mm. from the lunch. Not cool. And about like halfway through the afternoon, I just started vomiting my face off. Yeah. And I can't remember what it was, but I was trying to get in touch with someone or trying to get a ride out of there, and I couldn't do it. And then I had to go like find a payphone, and you know. And so uh, I I had told my mom this whole story <laughs> about how I was just puking all over the place, and I was trying to call my, I think my brother and to see if I could stay at his house or whatever it was, and. Uh, and she's like, you need one of those cell phones. Mm-hmm. Now, this is like 95, maybe, yeah. or 96. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I have a cell phone. I don't know what that is, you know. And then uh, she got me one for my birthday. And it was one of those, like, you know, size of a shoe kind of ones. Yeah. And I remember bringing it around, and you guys ripped me for it. Yeah. You guys relentlessly gave me shit about having a cell phone. Uh, if I remember correctly... I wasn't necessarily giving you shit about the cell phone as much as it was that your mom bought it for you <laughs> and was paying the bill. Well, I mean, what I was, you know, 20, you know, yeah. in huge in debt and I was probably in law school or yeah. whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, and your mommy bought you a phone. <laughs> yeah, that's you, what I was getting. Your mom never bought you anything? Uh, no, I paid for everything. No, for my it. mom never bought me anything. Nah, she didn't. I paid for the food, she, I paid for my clothes, all growing up. My mom didn't do shit for me. Yeah, I paid for everything. She was a no good. I paid the rent. She was a bum. <laughs> she was a bum. She was a bum. 
Uh, yeah, my mom gave you as a present. That's nice. It's a nice mom. Yeah. And uh, did you say thanks, mommy? Yeah, thanks, mom. Thanks, mommy. Thanks, mom. Can you say the word mommy? Yeah, mommy. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> That's, that rolled off the tongue. Um, but anyway, wait, why were we telling that story? Be- well, oh, because I was I said I was the first broken lizard to have a kid. We're trying to. Well, they're getting back to the that. question is okay. where do you get your yeah, okay, stand yeah, comedy? Yeah. And you're okay. talking about I don't know what. Okay, but it wasn't interesting. You know, that, 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 I was the first cell phone guy, and then everyone made fun of me. What I think is funny is that there's somebody, a millennial out there, who was born in 1995, <laughs> who's hearing this, <laughs> right. and it's equivalent to like when my dad is talking about like you know walking to school without any shoes, right? You know, and having to go and uh, to the telegraph office. Right. You know. <laughs> it's not that long ago. But that, that was the funny thing also is that uh, Chandrasekhar was like one of the last guys to get... Like he, you know, he ripped... If you had a cell phone, you were a dork and he hated people with cell phones. And then in like 97, when we went to Sundance with yeah. Puddle Cruiser yeah. and he had to conduct business and, and most people started having cell phones then... And and having backed himself in a corner about saying anyone who had a cell phone is a dork. Yeah, he started having to borrow other people's cell phones. And I remember he would borrow people's cell phones and then go like hide in bushes and make phone calls so that nobody could see him on the cell phone. Yeah. Then he became the biggest cell phone bitch in the world. In the world. <laughs> but Shandrasekhar has always been like that. Like Shandrasekhar is predisposed to hate. Yeah. He hates all new things. But then comes to love them. Always. Yeah, like even, I, even in the face of like when you're like it's great, it's great. He'll be like, fuck, like fuck him, <laughs> fuck him, <laughs> fuck it, <laughs> fuck him. Right. And then you catch him one day, and he's like, it's the greatest thing in the world. Yeah. I don't know. Why. But like way late. Like I remember, like maybe two or three years ago, he was like, uh, have you ever listened to U two? Oh yeah. And you're like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Twenty years ago, he's like, they're really awesome. Yeah. And you're like, dude. You used to hate rip. Used to rip you two. Yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. And now you're discovering them when they're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah. Is that what's going on here? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem with hating so much. Yeah. There's, keep that mind open, bro. Yeah. There's more stuff. Anyway, why don't you answer the fucking question? Oh, okay. So I was the first kid, first to have a kid. Yeah. And I remember there was like a. Um, it was kind of interesting, like amongst us, because we, you know, we spent our time being like drinkers and you know partying and we're you know. You know, guys who make these certain kind of movies and whatever, and then like, who was the? We used to joke about people who did like uh, family comedy or yeah. like you know made talk about their kids or whatever it was. And there was always that moment of like, who is going to be the first broken lizard guy to do kid jokes? Mm-hmm. And I remember we were on that t- one tour, and I started doing that bit about my kids kicking me in the nuts. Yeah, and. Uh, I was very nervous about doing it, not because of the material, but because of what the rest of you guys would think about it. Yeah. Like that, w- that I'm doing dad material. Yeah, that was our two-man show. Right. But that's a great bit. Yeah. What and you-, you can see it in Fat Man Little Boy. Yeah. But uh, that was definitely in my mind, like, oh, that's weird. Like, I'm doing jokes about having kids. Yeah. And what you realize is, and maybe I'm just fucking talking myself into it or whatever, but like... You stand up there and you start doing those jokes. And, you know, part of the humor is connecting with your audience, you know, and people who go through the same experiences. You sure. know, people have fun. And you can you, – sometimes you'll do that material and you'll see people, you know, nodding their heads and they had the exact same experience. <laughs> and that's what's fun about it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, no. I'm, I'm, what I'm excited about is how hard you're rolling right now. What do you mean? I mean, like you, like you have 
you've covered like two tangents, right? And you're back on point. Isn't that what this is all about? It is. I okay. think you've got goosebumps, though. I think you're into what you're saying. I don't have goosebumps. Oh. But why why can't you just roll with the conversation as opposed to commenting on the conversation? Oh man, like why is that? We're fighting here. Look, like can't we have that this conversation as opposed to you being like looking at me like I'm a monkey in the zoo and be like. Look at this monkey, how he's performing in the zoo. You know what I mean? Just have the conversation with the monkey. You are a monkey in the zoo. Okay. I, I, uh, no, I appreciate okay. what you're saying because you're so revved up. But you had the same experience. I know, but rarely do I see you get this enthusiastic about anything. All right, let's get past that. Okay. And I have the conversation. Okay, let's have the conversation. Okay. It's true. When uh, my kid was born... Now, now, keep in mind also, it, it goes both ways. Because when my kid was born, I became a very enthusiastic father... And right. I would show people my pictures. But you were still anti-doing kid material, right? Uh, I, the extent of my anti-kid material, I mean, sure. Yeah. Like a thousand percent. Like right. when Eddie Murphy started doing kids' movies, it, it, like, I was like, what a fucking douche. <laughs> right. But most of that came just from the fact that I missed that he was going to be doing sure. R-rated comedy. Sure. Mix it up. Yeah. My first foray into the, into the kid jokes came when... Uh, I had the kid, and it was what I was talking about. He was shitting and pissing. Right, right. And so the joke was how I would always go to a city and be like, I love being here. Right. And this is my favorite fucking place, and then here's why. And it was because I was away from that little fucking motherfucker. <laughs> and then I would literally say, but I don't do kids jokes. God, you hate your kids. And I would say, I'm not doing any kids jokes, and I'd be done with it. Mm-hmm. And then, But now, in the new show, like half of it, is dedicated to kid jokes, but it's not the. It's not like a. It's about my kid's dick. Yeah, quantify it and qualify ha- it and how awesome my kid's dick is. <laughs> right. But I've thought about it. I'm. I'm like, like for the next show, the material I've written is, is specifically not, kid based. And then right. yet, I have a whole. I did write a whole kids chunk. Right. Because of something that happened to me. Right. Where I was on kid duty and I got busted masturbating. <laughs> and uh, in the same room with the sl- a sleeping infant. <laughs> right, right. An infant that wasn't going to wake up for two hours, right. guaranteed. Right, right. And I got busted. Terrible. And, uh, but anyway, so those are the things. That, that's how you come up with an idea. All right, so anyway, I guess that's, that's, you know, that's the answer to the question. Where do you get your inspiration? Okay. Life. Life. All right, so that's that. And then the other one that came in. What This is from Not Andy, who is at Big Yellow SSS. Okay. He says, what public figure, athlete, singer, actor, entertainer, politician are you most surprised as a fan of Broken Lizard? Okay. And I, I definitely one that I thought was amazing. Yeah. Was, uh, and, and you know this, was uh, we were watching an interview with Kevin Spacey. Yeah. And, they, and he was with his produc- producing partner and yeah. they said, what... Movie is a movie that you love that people would be surprised that you love. Right. And he said, you're going to laugh, but it's Super Troopers. And his <laughs> producing partner was like, what? No way. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, it's a great movie. It's funny. And the, and the partner fought him on it the entire way. And yep. Kevin Spacey defended it the entire way. Yeah. But it was cool to see him in a, in a live interview Definitely. answering that question. A guy who, uh, uh, who you think maybe is more highbrow. Yeah. Than uh, being like a true Super Troopers fan, sure. But it turns out Kevin Spacey is a big Super Troopers fan. Yeah. So that was one that that's definitely. I think that's probably the the one I was most surprised at. Yeah. But there were a few. I mean, we felt like uh, Rolling Stone magazine. Somebody, you know, said, "Hey, you know, get the issue and check this out." And it turned out 
Yeah. Justin Timberlake. It was, you know, uh, artist pics. Yeah. And it was a picture of Timberlake and then the poster for Super Troopers. And he's yeah. like, we, li- we watch this thing all the time on the tour bus because it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> and, uh, and he didn't say it like that, but it was right. like, uh, that was a print one. And I think we saw like a spike in uh, DVD yeah, sales. Yeah, probably. But, uh, but it's just cool when you... It's you know, fun, like a bunch of athletes. And, I mean, uh, I guess another one for me was when uh, Howard Feynman contacted us. He's the, like, the senior political editor for Huffington Post. And, uh, you know, like a famous political writer and uh, pundit and that kind of thing. And he was delivering a speech at Colgate, mm-hmm. a commencement speech. Yeah. And he contacted us and said, you know, how he was a fan and he and his son really loved our movies. And, you know, he asked us a few questions about, you know, about thoughts about, you know, Colgate that he could incorporate into his speech or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah. I mean, that was a different... I guess that's the weird thing. Like, I guess... The athletes and the guys like Justin Timberlake or whatever don't necessarily surprise me. If people like to laugh, then they'll like the movies. Which sure. it's the people kind of outside the box yeah. who you find out who are the fans. Yeah. Uh, and then also, I think like uh, I mean, going back to the athletes, the one that also I really enjoyed, which was just sort of alternative. Yeah. Was Thomas Deku, right? The defender for the Falcons, who's now I think he signed with the Panthers. Yeah, he just signed with the Panthers. Yeah. Um, but when he played the meow game on ESPN, <laughs> right, right, that was that was just a different form of it. Like right. he, he did ten meows, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and including the final meow. <laughs> yeah, 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 fantastic. Yeah, great. So That's uh, awesome. Anyway, so you know, there's, I'm sure there are more, and we're just yeah. forgetting. What do you got? Why do you think the guy's name is not Andy? Anyway, the guy who asked the question. Um, because maybe you think his, his name is Andrew. He doesn't want people to call him Andy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Let's ask him that question. Hey, hey, not Andy. Yeah. Why you, not Andy? Tomorrow, will you tweet us and tell us why not Andy? Okay, what, uh, what questions do you have? All right, I got one from uh, Wynn Walker. Okay. And uh, there are a couple of these kind of uh, uh, beer, beer ones. Oh, yeah. There's also one from Stephen McPeak. Yeah, and then one from Ian Wood. Okay, three. and um, they asked, what kind, what's your favorite beer? Mm-hmm. What's your beer of choice? Mm-hmm. I wish you could have a beer with you guys one day. Yeah. Ian um, Wood says favorite domestic and imported beer. Okay. Okay. So let's talk beers, man. Okay. Um, do you, off the top of your head, do you... My favorite beer of all time is Budweiser. Okay. Easy. It, but that's because it's like for all occasions, you mean, or... Uh, like, know, I know you like, you know, you, you have go through your waves where you like something a little darker. Correct? Uh, like my women. <laughs> yes. Uh, or maybe something more Belgian. Like my men. Women. Oh. Uh, like my chocolate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like my chocolate. I like things more Belgian. Like my chocolate. Like my french fries. Like with the mayonnaise. <laughs> uh, uh, no, no. Like uh, Budweiser for me, it was in high school. Yeah. We started drinking Budweiser. And at that time, we determined that it was shit beer. Yeah. And so we started drinking like St. Pauli Girl. Okay. Okay. Then he got to college and could only afford to drink. And also the only thing that was really readily available in mass quantity was like Old Milwaukee. Right. And uh, Milwaukee's Best. And realized that that actually was shit. And then Budweiser tasted so good to me. (laughs) Right. So now Budweiser is, as you said, it is a beer of all occasions. I can eat it with, I can drink it with any meal. Yeah. I, I love it in a can, on ice, by the pool in the summertime. That's my favorite. Budweiser in a cooler, in a can. In a can. Yeah, in a is can. Is the number one of that's all time. That's what I like a lot. Um, and so that's it, flat out. Yeah, okay. But I also enjoy Chimay Belgian beer. Okay. 
because of its high alcohol content or the taste. Okay. It can uh, <laughs> <laughs> and it packs a hell of a punch. Yeah. Well, that's the thing I find. Like as you know, as we get to th- go from that place in our lives where you have like twenty beers. Yeah. Uh, in a night where you're just having maybe two with sure. dinner. Sure. You're going to change the kind of beer that you're drinking. Sure. Well, that's the most powerful beer you have on, on tap. Give me the strongest beer you have. Yeah. But so, and that's what we call it, Shimei. My wife and I call it getting shimmed to rest. Okay. And our, hey, you want to get shimmed to rest tonight? Yeah. And our, uh, our rock band uh, band name was Iron Shimmaden. Okay. But uh, okay. there's three different... There's the red, the blonde, and the blue, and... Uh, I, what I like about Chimay is it's like you take it out of the fridge. Yeah. My wife even got me those like special Chimay glasses. Right, right, right. The round, like brandy snifters. Almost. Yeah, and it's yeah. like it actually captures the proper flavor of that particular beer. Right. And what I do is I take the big bottle, I put it out on the table. Yeah. I start it cold, and then as it gets to room temperature, it gets even better. The flavor okay. continues to come out. Okay. More. So that is really aside from the mule kick to the nuts <laughs> that it provides. It also, I find, to be a fucking fantastic flavored beer. Okay. It gets a feel... It's a little sweet for me, I feel like. Now, tell me what you like. I, I prefer bitter. Yeah. So I, I like something more hoppy. I like something a little more IPA-y. Sure. Like, the more bitter, the better for me. Okay. And so, like, uh, I, you know, I'll have, I'll have stout stuff every once in a while, but I... Well, you're a stout guy. Thank you. Uh, but I will err towards the IPAs. Do you get bitter beer face? No. Because that's a different kind of bitter. But I, like, if my wife tastes it, then she'll get bitter beer face. Okay. Like, I'll be like, give me this IPA, and then she's like, will I like that? And I'm like, I don't know if you like that, and she'll taste it, and then she'll make bitter beer face. Yeah, and it's adorbs. Yeah. But I, like, I think uh, uh, it's, it's seasonal, and it's also, you know, the mood you're in. I'll always like a Budweiser can. I like um, I like a Bex, und Bex. Love Bex. I love an und Bex. Yeah. Uh, I like, uh, and then I, I like to go with the IPAs. Sure. You know, with a dinner, a nice dinner and an IPA. Sure. Or if I'm having one or two, I'll have an IPA. Sure. If I'm having 20. What are you going with? I'm having a Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. And then somewhere in the middle. It's like, a PBR. So. I like a six pack. I like four Sam Adams. Four different brand, four different kinds of Sam Adams. No, no, I mean four bottles or oh, oh, four okay. pints of Sam Adams. Okay. Plus, I do like the Sam Adams summer. Uh, That's good. Summer. If, you if you're just going four, you're going to go Sam Adams. Potentially. Okay. If if I'm just going four, I might go four large bottles of Chimay. Okay. And black the fuck out. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But I, you know, it's like I like Dosecchi Samber. Uh, I love Dosecchi Samber. But I, I like all kinds. I mean, I mean, I don't. I don't think I get snooty, and I don't think you do either. Like, I'll drink the craft beers, and I love them, and I'll drink the freaking Paps Blue Ribbon. I love it. Love PBR. You know? I mean, I don't care. I mean, I know the difference. I, I know what the sure. different tastes are. Yeah. But I just like beer. <laughs> That's it. That's it, all you beer askers. That's it. We like all beer. I like I like all kinds of beers. It depends what what, what the season is and what my mood is. Okay. Okay. All right, so that covers all the beer questions. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's see. Should we have a series? Okay, here's one from Matthew Twelly. Okay. He says, what are some movies... Matthew Twelly. Okay, correct. What are some movies that you don't get sick of no matter how many times you watch them? Okay. Good question. For me, Great. I, I got to buy a Jaws, my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I think it's one of those. I think those. I think you know. It's those movies that you 
you're clicking around, and all of a sudden there it is, and you just stop, and then you just can watch it forever. The Natural. The Natural's great. Although there is that moment in the middle where it gets slow for me. Which is that uh, Kim Basinger? Yeah, all that kind of area. Rump. I mean, I love it. But it's not like... I think there are movies that I click around, like Die Hard, I will always watch okay. all parts of Die Hard. Sure. Predator. Oh, yeah. I come across Predator, I'm stopping and I'm watching it. Sure. Wherever I am in it, I yeah. don't care. It doesn't matter. I love it. Yeah. There's a ton of movies like that. I mean, it's like Braveheart is like that for me. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah. Blues Brothers, Animal House, Star Wars. Yeah. Raiders of the Lost Ark. You know what I, you know what I watched the other night with my kids? And I haven't seen it in ages, and it's a fucking great movie, is the first Rocky. You know what's funny? I was just about to say Rocky. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, I, I watched it, and it's like, it's interesting, because like, you know you watch movies at different places in your life, yeah. and you have different kinds of appreciation for them, but like, I watched it the other night, and like, Stallone's acting is so fucking good in that movie. Yeah. Like, he is a great character. Like, he created a great character. Yeah. Like, there's a scene... Where he's uh, he takes uh, Adrian ice skating. Yeah. And they're skating around, and he won't, he won't stop talking. Yeah. He's just talking. But it's all great, and it's all but revealing It's revealing, but also it's endearing because Rocky Balboa has good jokes. Yeah. He's a funny dude. Here's the other interesting thing. There's a couple of things about Rocky that are fantastic. Yeah. First of all, the leading lady is an underdog as well. Yeah. Yep. And, and she, I mean, it's like they went out, they made her a nerd. Oh, yeah. Hardcore. Shy. She's got the glasses. Yeah. She's got an abusive brother. Yeah. And like, and you know, I mean, there's that, it's, there's that amazing scene where they're in Rocky's house for the first time. Yeah. And he takes off like his jacket, he's yeah, got yeah. his tank top on, he's, and he's leaning up against the pipe. Yeah, yeah. Very sexual. It's very se- it's sexually charged. And he's just like, come sit down. And she's like, I really got to go. He goes, come sit down. I really got to go. Come sit over here. Yeah. You know, and he, and he won't stop. And then... They end up making out, and yeah. like they fucking slump onto the ground, making out. Yeah. At which point, my kids were like, "Ew!" Yeah. But I was like, "Good job, Rocky." Here's another great thing about Rocky, which you really don't find in movies. Uh, you only find in classic movies, is that it's not for him. It's not about winning at yeah. the end. And oh he, yeah. And he doesn't win. Yes, but I was thinking about this, Lemmy, because we've had this argument before. Okay. Like the movie Friday Night Lights. Okay. What's the difference? Okay. Friday Lights. I mean, Rocky. Yes, it's 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 the character struggle and the character like to not be considered a bum. Mm-hmm. Going back to your favorite word, yeah, is his goal here. Yeah, they call and he him comes a bum. out of it and he's not a bum anymore. Yeah, well, his and so that's how he wins, right? Yeah, I mean, his, but he doesn't win. In that case, though, his goal was simply he said to me, he's like, all I want is to go the distance. With that's the right. Check. That's right. It's not about win, but he almost wins. He does almost win. And there's a, a moment where you think he's going to win, but even when he's lost, he's still happy. You're, you're still happy. You're still satisfied yeah. for him. Yeah. And, uh, and the other thing, and, and another thing about it is like, they didn't waste any time in any like the bullshit. I mean, I mean granted, it's, a, it's actually a much more talky movie than you, I remembered, but it's like, they don't spend a lot of time narratively going from A to B. It's like, we need to find someone to fight the champ. The guy opens a book. How about this guy? His name's Rocky Balboa. Boom. Yeah. yeah. It's like, okay, it's going to be Rocky Balboa. Cut, There's to, no, yeah. cut to the press conference. Yeah. There's no bullshit. Rocky, what do you think? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I just want to say hi to my girlfriend and uh, yeah, he's you know. great. Now, by the way, by the way, and back to the Friday Night Lights thing. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm not going to forget about that. Right. Here's why. I didn't well, because like- I love that movie, and you had problems with the way it ended. Spoiler alert. Well, because <laughs> what I really had a problem with was the way they marketed the movie. Okay. Because what they said is like prepare. To hear a story the likes of which you've never seen before. Like, that's that's so startling. The ending will surprise you. I don't remember that campaign. I do. And then you go, and and they fucking lose it. It was like, I got a million stories like that. Half of the teams every year have that story. Uh, I I don't know. I thought that was such a great movie. They're a bunch of bums. so well done. They're bums. Anyway. But uh, now, are you going to go see Rocky the Musical on Broadway? No. I saw footage of it. I it, probably won't. I, I, it's not in my nature to want to pan anything, but it is funny because they're trying to stage a boxing. They're doing fifteen rounds at the end right. of the, the show. Yeah. Now I um, I did a podcast recently, um, and um, the guest previous to me was the guy who plays Rocky on Broadway. And so as I was listening, who's that? At a, I'm, I'm sorry, I don't know the guy's name. Okay. Thanks for calling me out. But, okay. uh, sorry, sorry. Uh, thanks for putting me on the spot. Sorry, uh, sorry. But anyway, uh, I wasn't on the show. He was on the show previous. I was waiting, so I was on the phone, and I could hear him being interviewed. And I'm listening to him. I was like, oh, this sounds pretty good. And it's like, you know, he's a guy who uh, you know has a sports background. He also has a you know, forming background, and they talk about... Uh, you know, he talks about getting ready for the role and being doing the Rocky thing, and... But I, like as I was watching the Rocky movie, I was thinking like, it is very play like. Yeah. It's very kind of talky in rooms, you know. Yeah. And uh, but I don't think I'd ever be interested. But one of the things that was interesting to me was was the guy I was talking about is that the audience for Broadway and for the Rocky show so far is like seventy five percent women. Okay. And so that's the. I mean, that's with, like, Rocky and Lombardi and these kind of things. That's what they're trying to do, try to cross over and be like, how do we get the men into the theater? Yeah. And it's not necessarily working that well. Uh, I don't know if it's working for Rocky or not, but that's their intention. But still, 75% women go see that right. thing. Right. So. Not for me. No way. <laughs> Although, I lo- you know what, though? The amazing thing is every time I go see a Broadway production, I fucking love it. Do you? I don't know. I don't, I don't think I do, because this... My my theory is that all Broadway theaters were built in like the twenties, mm-hmm. and I can't fit in them. Okay, like I personally okay. don't fit in those seats. I see. So that's a and I always thing. find the seating uncomfortable, and I'm too close to the people around me, mm. and there's no leg room, and then it's like a two and a half hour event. Mm. Yeah, that's a whole different ball of wax. Yeah, but the reality is, I was watching that Rocky movie, and I was like, I don't want to see Rocky break out into song. That's the. I don't want to see that. I want to see him beat the pulp out of somebody. Yeah, you know what I mean. Out of one of the greatest villains of all time. Oh, a villain that you. How loved. good is he? I mean, what's fun is that I watched it. It was after we did our Philippe. Yeah. And Philippe told the story in the, in one of the recent podcasts about uh, selling, buying a car from Carl Weathers, Apollo Creed, and uh, it made me think about that. But I was like watching. I was like, where did, where did he come from? Yeah. I mean, that's his first major thing. He is so good. Oh, he yeah. has such a presence. Yeah. And, like, I remember, like, watching, I remember how I felt watching as a kid. The taunting. Yeah. The, uh, you know, all that she was saying, you know. And then and then there's the turn at one point in the thing where he realizes this guy's going to, this guy fucking hits me hard. Yeah. Right? And then it goes to the end where he's like, ain't going to be no rematch. Yeah. Ain't going to be no rematch. Yeah. And then, now, not jumping ahead, but in Rocky 2, the movie starts with the, the end of the, f- right. the first fight. And then they're in the hospital, the hospital, right? And Rocky rolls his wheelchair into Apollo's 
room, right. the room, and he says, did you, I just have to know, did you, did you give it everything you had? Yeah. And Apollo says, yeah. Reluctantly, he said yes. Yeah, but yeah. he did. Yeah. I'm getting goosebumps. Oh, my God. Those are, fucking, those are great movies. Okay. The Rocky series, by the way, is, is an interesting one because Rocky II then was like, give the people what they want a little bit. Right. Rematch. And he wins. Yeah, it's it's like if if okay, if you really want him to win, here's yeah. Rocky two. Yeah. Now right. Rocky three comes along. Right. And they're like, we got up the ante. <laughs> right. We're bringing him Clubber Lang, Mister T, right. and and Hulk Hogan, and Hulk Hogan, yeah. and Apollo Creed is now we're gonna. Yeah. This is what I'm, this is what this is what I'm explaining to my kids because my kids are like, you know, you live vicariously with your kids, you relive things, right? So. Uh, uh, my kids love, you know, loving the Eye of the Tiger song. Yeah. Okay. And they know the Eye of the Tiger song is from Rocky. Yeah. And so they started pulling up like YouTube videos of the Eye of the Tiger and seeing this Rocky. They're like, we want to watch Rocky. Yeah. But- and I'm like, let me tell you something. The first Rocky is not this. Yeah. Okay. First Rocky doesn't have that song, and it doesn't have this flash, and it's not like an action movie and whatever. It's a character movie. Yeah. And like, and like, well, we want to see the thing, the one with clever leg, you know? And I was like, well, you got to start at the beginning uh-huh. <laughs> and get to three. Yeah. And so we sat and we watched one the other night, and my oldest daughter fell asleep after like 20 minutes. God damn it. And then the other kids were, were into it, but they understand that. And I'm like, each one gets progressively more cartoony. Yeah. So, and some of it in good ways. Like, I love three. I love three. I, I like four. I love four. Right. Like, four is... The the picture of silliness, yeah, plot wise, but, but still good. But still, I loved it. Yeah, all the way through when Rocky's in the middle of the ring in Russia, right. talking to Gorbachev, talking to the dude, the actor that looks like Gorbachev, yeah, saying like, <laughs> "I didn't like yous, and yous didn't yeah. like me." Right, and then everyone fucking clapped. Slow, slow clap from the Russians. Yeah. Great, it was it's great. great. It was so great. I, like, I'm trying to prepare my my kids to be like. It's going to take a while for us to get to Clubber Lang. Yeah. And I remember, I remember going in the theater and seeing that. I, it was a packed theater. I went with my brother and my cousin. and we Rocky s- Three. Rocky Three. Yeah. And we sat. And I was like a, a big wrestling fan at that point. I knew Hulk Hogan was in the movie. And, Thunder Lips. And Thunder Lips. And it starts out with the, the Hulk Hogan thing. And I remember seeing that opening bell. And we were so... And we were like... Who's this fucking Mr. T guy? And he beat Who the is shit. This guy? He beat the shit out of Rocky. Yeah. This is the most ferocious man I've ever seen. Yeah. Man, I was like 13 years old or whatever, but you know. I have a couple of thoughts about it because like, well, first of all, also like the theme song from Rocky, dan 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 was fucking great. Like, yeah. Get in high now. <laughs> right. But in the first one, they also play the sad Rocky theme. It's like, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like piano. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well scored. Rocky three, I remember before I even saw the movie, I remember Eric Scopetta yeah. came running into school. This is your friend, friend from childhood. Yeah, and he had he had uh, been driven to school by his dad and in the car he heard uh, Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, right. And he was like, Have you heard the new the theme song from Rocky Three? We're like, No, he's like, It's the best song ever. <laughs> right. And of course we didn't have, you know, like digital yeah, music on demand, you couldn't need to wait till it came on the radio. We had the radio on all day. We were yeah. waiting for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it played all day long. Yeah, and then we went and saw it. Waited on a long line because the multiplexes really weren't there yet. Yeah. So you'd have to wait for two hours on a line. Yeah. Sometimes there were multiple lines. Yeah. And uh, and afterward, after the movie, all we wanted to do was beat the shit out. Yeah, exactly. You wanted to box. Yeah. You just wanted to box. Yeah. Those are good movies. Yeah, we paid homage to it and. 
Slamming Salmon. And in Puddle Cruiser. Okay, yeah. Puddle Cruiser, we actually talk about Rocky. And, yeah. and, and Rocky, too. Yeah, yeah. He wins. Yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, man. We just talked for a long time about, Holy about shit, Rocky. Holy shit, there's a lot of Rocky. We should move on. Okay, yeah. All right, enough Rocky. Although, people should revisit that movie because it's quite good. Okay. Um, Kev. Yes. Aaron Jankowski. It's really Aaron. Okay. He says, hey, Heffernan, how was it working with the workaholics guys, and did you guys get weird? <laughs> did we get weird? Yeah. But I'm Is that a not. euphemism for something? I don't know. I think that's up to you. Oh. But, like, that's a fucking hit TV show. Great. You act, we've had a couple of those guys on. Yeah, and, and if you're a fan, I would, I would recommend you guys go back and, and look and listen to those episodes. We had Anders on, and we had Adam on, and... Uh, both of them were great guests yeah. and a lot of fun. We had a lot of laughs. Yeah, uh, because they're good guys. I think you know. We should um, we should see if we can get uh, Blake. Let's Blake get Blake on. on. Yeah, sure. Maybe he'll maybe he'll come on and uh, and, and do the trifecta. Create the uh, complete the triumvirate. Uh, but no, Workalls was awesome, and I talked about it when they were on. But the cool thing about those guys is they've got a situation where they created their world. They're in control. I mean, you know, everyone has people looking over their shoulders, but they've created a situation where they're kind of creatively in control and are allowed to do a lot of things that they want to do. Yeah. And so it's just three buddies having fun. And it reminded me a lot of, the, you know, making our movies in that, you know, there's a bunch of guys who are friends, you know, off camera. Yeah. And they obviously enjoy hanging out with each other, and they got this opportunity to, to have fun and, and make stuff. And yeah. And uh, the other cool thing is that they're very comfortable with each other. So you know in the performance, um, uh, they have a very great kind of like improv feel where each guy kind of can build off what the other guy's doing and they know where they're going. And if one guy goes off on a riff, the other guy's not like, hey, what are you doing? And he just goes with them. You yeah. know? And so I, it's a very kind of cool, uh, laid back, funny environment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, I saw the episode. Yeah. I thought the episode was very funny. Yeah, it's good. You play a very un-PC character. <laughs> I do. Like, you're throwing a lot of F-bombs around. I and do. And not the word fuck. I mean, like, homophobic right. Uh, ranting. Right. Was that like a... Did you... Were you a little bummed to be playing a character that blue? Uh, well, I mean, I, I knew the guy was supposed to be a dick, so it wasn't like it's Kevin Heffernan doing that. And that was kind of weird. But then the funny thing was, and I didn't... That's the character of Deputy Dong. Deputy Dong. But, um... The funny thing was, uh, throughout the script, they dropped a lot of F-bombs. F- not fuck. Not fuck. Right. But, uh, yeah. you know, a pile of sticks. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> and uh, and uh, when we were acting those scenes out, every time that word came out, uh, what they would do is mouth the word. Okay. But not say the word. Right. And it's as if, you know, like you're watching a movie and they've dipped the sound for the swear sure. words. But they were doing it in real life. Okay. Which I thought was very funny because the first time they did it, I was like, oh, is that like a thing? But I think that's, you know, that's what they do. I mean, yeah. then you watch their episodes and you realize that that's... Yeah. I and mean, they do that a lot, but it was a very funny... Yeah. Because it's the kind of thing where, like, they're zipping along, uh, like, high energy... And then they come to their F-bomb and then just smoothly just drop the sound out of their voice and then keep going on. It was a very funny... Uh... It's interesting to know that. Now I want to... Because when you watch it, it sounds like they're, they're bleeping it. And like when I saw their episodes, it looked like they were bleeping it. Oh, so wait a but second. But they're not bleeping it. So in the episode when I'm watching it... Yes. Those, that, 
dead sad. I mean, I've understood what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. But I guess I still assume that... That's them doing it practically. Okay, so it hasn't... Okay, that's <laughs> right. fantastic. Which I think is funny. That's like, fantastic. It's kind of like, you know, a skill like when you do like, uh, you know, like, you know, that old improv, like Japanese movies and, you know, you yeah. see guys like make their mouths move the wrong way and it looks like it's an out of sync thing, you know? Yeah. It's like that. Like they're just going along and then they drop the, they drop the sound out of their own voice. Okay, but see, keep moving along. but here's the nice thing. I'm glad that this person asked that question because this is a great Easter egg. Right. Because now I, I actually, I, I have it still on my TiVo. Yeah. I want to go back and watch it. Yeah, go back. They never really say the word, even in sound. They just, it just, they just dip it. Okay. They, on their own. Because that's funny because I was, I was like, okay, well, I guess when you get the DVD, you'll hear them saying right. the F-bomb and everything. You won't because they never said But it. you won't. That's an excellent Easter egg. It is. That's an excellent Easter egg. I, I thought it was a funny thing that I, I didn't... I mean, when I watch their show, I assume they just believe it, but they don't. They actually physically do themselves. But then when you... When your character said it, didn't it get bleeped out too? Yeah, the only... I think the only place I actually say it is ADR. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm on the... And we just did that in a room. Okay. And I think they dipped that. They definitely did, but they didn't... Because I didn't have... I, I, was, I was just reading the script. Okay. Know? And then they just took care of it later. They didn't let you know their little secret. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, Because that's uncomfortable, too. Like, uh, uh, we've been in a situation where, you know, uh, I can say some fat guy or whatever. You're, you're, you're in a situation where you write a joke and you're making fun of people and those people are on your crew. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you did a, you know, like, we did do a gay joke one time and in one of the movies and there was a gay guy in the set. And you're like, ah, you feel like an asshole. There, you know I mean? there have been a couple. There was, there was the fat joke in Slam and Salmon, right? Which made me totally. Uncomfortable. I mean, I guess it was fine because I, I was directing, and yeah. I'm a fat guy. Yeah, and we make a fat joke. The the really big one, yeah. for me, yeah, was in uh, something we reshot. Was in a beer fest. The uh, the scenes where we're chugging against the Germans, right? There's a. Uh, Basically, there was like kind of a slight, with me, there was like an anti-Semitic thing going on. And we had one that was, we had a comment that was like racy and we shot it and like nobody felt good about it. Right. And there was tension in the room after the joke was made. Right. And the next day we just shot all new dialogue. That, that became the pubic hair on the head thing and like the dick head, the dick face. Right. And like, like we just redid the dialogue. Yeah. It was just like, we just felt icky about it. <laughs> doing it another one a funny one though was on beer fest yeah when we were talking when we were having the pre-shooting like the final pre-production meeting yeah and uh and we were talking about the different people we needed to hire as extras for the different teams <laughs> All right. and jay was talking about for the british team like you want a hooligan looking like ruddy faced <laughs> british dudes you know like british looking dudes and then one of the crew guys w- was like hey <laughs> I'm British. And he was one of those guys, like toothless and ruddy face. That was a good one. Right. All right, now we're back on. All right, sorry, everybody. We had some serious technical difficulties. If you're listening to the last, like, five minutes, one of the microphones went out. So it's mono. Yeah. And uh, and so um, we had to fix our technical difficulties. And now we're in the car. Yeah. We're driving. We're going to go do a show. We're going to do a show. But this is how much we love doing the podcast for you guys. We are... On the windiest stretch of road, we're in Topanga Canyon right now. Driving over the hill. Heffernan is holding the handheld microphone with one hand and driving with the other one and not even watching the road. 
I am though. It's good. It's a it's a it's a good exercise uh, at curvy driving. Yeah. No, and you're good. And I don't even care. I'm not even afraid because I'm looking at the questions. Yeah, you've got the questions in your hand. I've got the mic in my hand. Yeah. So we got a few easy questions. We got some hard questions. Let's pop off. Uh... Okay. Here's one. Are we, are we okay? Yeah, you know, this microphone's a little wonky. All right, go. Did the battery pack just fall out? No, it's still going. Good. Okay. We're good. This one comes from uh, somebody, and I accidentally deleted their name. This says, I know, I'm sorry. Uh, this says, how would you rank the Broken Lizard crew least to most famous? Also, in testicle circumference. Okay, let's start with the, the, fame, the famosity first. Okay. Okay. Why don't you make up the guy's Twitter name? Uh, oh, this is, uh, this is Dango and Cash. This is, <laughs> this is Django and Cash. Okay, Django and Cash. That's awesome. pretty good. That's great. Shit, I wish that was my fucking handle. You should rename your thing. I might. Okay. Change from at Steve Lemmy. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> Broken Lizard Crew from least famous, from least to most famous. All right, so let's see. I'd say Jay is probably the most famous. Uh, I guess, yeah, sure. Or you're the most famous. I don't know. I don't know. I think we're all famous. Let me... I like the testicle question better. Okay. Why don't you just jump to that one? Okay. All right, so... Testicle circumference. Hmm. Who's got the tiniest balls in the group, do you think? And we're talking literally, not figuratively, correct? This is literally like the circumference. Like if you took a tape measure around one of each person's testicles. Okay. Which would be the smallest and which would be the largest? Okay. Hmm. That's a tough question. Um, I don't know. My my, I might be on the smaller side just because I've had three kids. Do you, you think that like... Uh, your balls shrink after you have children? Yeah, I've had sex three times. Oh, I see. So you've emptied your bag out. Right. It does replenish, you know. Yeah, yeah, for each kid. Okay, so you're empty after the last one. Yeah, yeah, so now, well, I'm emptier. Right? I, I suppose so. Yeah. I suppose okay. so. I've had one kid, so okay. I'm fuller. Okay, but you, you know, who's got a good-sized ball? I, I think Chandler Sager's probably got a, a big, dark ball. No. You no, don't think? No, he doesn't. He's got little balls? I know that Jay, like, talks about how big his dick is all, and how his middle name means big dick and everything, but, right. like, I've seen Jay's balls. I've seen... I've... I have... I own a photograph of Jay's testicles. Okay. He's just got regular old fucking... Wait, is he one of those big dick small balls guys? I'll tell you this. I'm not even convinced about his dick. I've seen his dick, too. Okay. I think Jumberlingham means, like, you know, regular dick. Okay. And he's just, you know, he's, he's perpetrating a, uh... A fraud. A dick fraud? Yeah. A ball fraud? Yeah. Okay. I'd say nut-wise, I'd give it to Soder, because he's got that whole, like... Oh, so you, you think Soder's got a big nut? I, I think he's got big nut. I've seen his dick. I think it's just the same as, you know... Right, but big nut, though. But, like, a big milky nut, like, you know, he's got those, like, lamb meat-filled calves. <laughs> okay. I bet he's got, like... He's from Colorado. I bet he's got Rocky Mountain oysters. Okay. Me? Okay. He's got, like, bull testicles. <laughs> okay. That's what I think. All right. Stolhansky lives in Minnesota. His nuts are just from years of, of frost. It's cold. They're they're just shrunk into cold up there. I think he's got the smallest balls. Okay. Okay. Um, get tiny balls. I think he's got you know by virtue of just being frozen. It's like uh, it's like raisins. Okay, so soda's on the top, Stolhansky on the bottom, and then we're all in the middle. Is that the way it works? I think I think the three of us are in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Um, Good. Great question. It's annoying. My one of my drunk high school friends will not take me off of a group text and is oh. just texting the results of the Rangers game. Why don't you turn the text noise off? That's a great idea, Kev. That's a great idea. Look at you know what? 
John Lennon said it best when he said there are no problems, only solutions, and you continue to uh, carry on his legacy. Good. Okay. Uh, all right, so that was that question. Okay, here's here's one that I think we're going to like. Okay. This one comes from Aaron Kruger. Okay. Handle Krug Pie. Oh, I like it. I like this Krug guy. Pie. I like this guy. Okay. He says, what are what are both your favorite Yankee fan moments? Ooh. Then he says, hope to see you guys in West Palm. Okay. And hashtag go Yankees. I like it. I like a Yankees fan. Yeah, me too. We're both Yankees fans. <laughs> we are. For we are. want to know. Um, okay, I've, I've got one that I shared with you, Queen. Yeah, go ahead. One of my favorite moments was Aaron fucking Boone's home run off oh, of Pedro man. Martinez. 2003? In the playoffs. Yeah. Extra innings. How many innings was that game? I don't know. I don't know. And then... 2003 against the, the, the Sox. Yeah, and then we, we were at your house. We paused the image of Pedro on the screen, and I pulled down my pants. Yeah. Put my ass in his face, and you took a picture of it. Right. And telling Pedro to kiss your ass. Kiss my... Ass. I think I've got that picture someplace. Maybe I'll maybe I'll post it. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. You got a favorite? Um. Well, I mean, there are many in my life. There are. I mean, uh, the 1978 Bucky Dent home run against the Red Sox uh, was a seminal moment in my life. Same sitch. Uh. Yeah. Same sitch. Uh, Were you watching? Great moments. Were you at the game? Were you watching at home? No, no. I was watching at home. Yeah. You know, I was, I was, I was, you know, ten-year-old boy watching the game. You know, that kind of thing. By coloring and pressing your dick into the floor. No, just faithfully watching the Yankee game with my Yankee batting helmet on. Oh, did you watch uh, Yankees games with the batting helmet? Yeah, on? hell okay. yeah. Okay. Uh, but that was a great one. That uh, was a great one. From that was an excellent. That was one of the, the classics yeah. from that period of time. Oh, go ahead. I would say then the '96 World Series because there was a long drought. <laughs> We all watched that game in um, in Soho. We were all at our apartment in Soho. Yeah. And then uh, after they won, we decided to all, you know, the, the city went crazy. Yeah. So we all went up. I don't know if you came or not, but we all went up to Times Square. Uh, I did not go to that. Okay. And uh, a bunch of us went up to Times Square and just you just kind of like celebrated and like people were chanting. Was, yeah. There's anything to do there. Yeah. It was just fun to feel New York City on that night. I remember I was with you for the game, and I was with you after Times Square, because you went and determined that Times Square was aight. Well, it was cool. <laughs> it was cool. There just wasn't anything organized there, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you came back after several hours and reported, and yeah. we continued to celebrate. Right. Uh, I watched uh, Reggie Jackson's three home runs on TV. Oh, man, that was great. That was great. Sure, 79, 78. 78. Yeah. There was... Uh, or was it 77? Mm-hmm. Or was it 70? I can't remember. I no, I can't remember. Um, you're right. There are many great... Uh, you know what's a great memory? was the summer that uh, David Cohn and David Wells both threw, both threw perfect games mm-hmm. for the Yankees. And I remember Broken Lizard. We were on a road trip, and we were coming back from, from something, maybe from a wedding. Yeah. And we were, like, having lunch... At a counter, someplace, when we heard the news that David Cohn had just thrown a perfect game, or was it David Wells? Wells? I think it was Wells, because I was I was at my parents' house on the day that Cohn the Cones, yeah. Coney. Oh, I have another uh, favorite right. okay. Yankee moment. Okay, and I think we've talked about it before on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Old Timers Day. Don Mattingly, first one after the uh, after he'd retired. His first Old Timers Day back. Yeah, right. and uh, looking at you, and you had a tear in your eye. 
And I didn't say anything. He just said, this is the one day a year I'm allowed to cry. I love Don Manley. Yeah. He's a tragic figure. Yeah. But not too tragic. Well, the greatest Yankee to never win a World Series. And he came between World Series. That's right. Okay. So those are some nice ones. Good. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Krug Pie. What up, Krug Pie? Okay, here's here's one. This is a quick one. Why do you guys kick so much ass? <laughs> and to that I say, we hate donkeys. <laughs> what up? Because we got big feet, bro. Yeah, dog. What's up? He says, when are you coming back to Seattle on your stand-up tour? Yes. Yeah, I'd love to go back to Seattle. We love that town. Okay, okay. Here, where's another? Here's a stupid one. This is from Andrew. Uh, ha- no stupid questions, Steve. Only stupid answers. That's right. Only stupid people? That's right. He's at Squampton. Squampton. Is that where he lived or something? I don't know. That sounds like a Massachusetts town. Yeah. Squampton, Squampton Massachusetts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the winters are hot here in Squampton. Oh, yeah. But the lobsters are great. Yeah, although oh. uh, the last two seasons have been hot. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. We've, you know, it's all fished out. But, uh, you know, we're going farther out. And, uh, you know, well, hopefully Squampton stays alive. Welcome to Squampton. Yeah. And go uh, Red Sox. Okay. Uh, he writes, where do you go? If you had to poop out your nose or mouth, which one would you choose and why? If you had to poop out of your nose or as mouth. As if your anus did not work? Yeah, or exist. Okay. Now, to this I say, what the fuck kind of question is this? This is a stupid That's question. That's a ri- ri- weird question. Yeah. I would, I think there's a def- definite answer. I mean, I'd definitely say nose. It's got to be the nose. Because you don't have the taste of that in your mouth. No, right? I'd rather smell it than taste it. So that's yeah. easy. Anyway, there you Maybe go. Maybe that's what it's like in Squamping. Maybe everything smells like shit there. Or they just eat shit all the time. <laughs> oh, I told you, it was a hard winter. We ran out of food. No lobster. Just shit. Tell you what. You are what you eat. That was stupid. Okay. All right, here we go. Here we go. Let's get a good question here. Okay. Okay. Here's one. This one's from Pretty Ricky. Pretty Ricky. Now, is that the name or the handle? No, that's his That's his name. Okay. And his handle, you'll like this, Kev, is at Dingleberry113. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I like this Pretty Ricky. I like anyone with the name Dingleberry. Yeah, pr- pretty. Do you like Peter Dinklage? I like, I like, he's Dingleberry. Yeah, do you th- I mean, his friends must call him Dingleberry. I'd call him Dingleberry. Yeah, of course he would. But then do you think that becomes a little offensive because it's like a little berry? And, no, no. If he was, if he was, uh, uh, if he was six feet tall, I called him. I'd call him Dinkle. And if he was one foot tall, I'd call him. I'd Dinkle call him Dinkle. Bear. Okay. Anyway, so he says, any of the Broken Lizard guys have interesting slash funny slash embarrassing early projects, like Stolhansky ripping it up on P90X. <laughs> but that's in, okay. That's not embarrassing. That's interesting, right? That, that Stolhansky's friends with the guy uh, Tony. What's the guy's name? Uh, Tony Horton. Yeah, and he, uh, he's friends with that guy, he works out with that guy, and then uh, he did the P90X video, which is cool. Yeah. Well, that was his first... He, he put three slash... Interesting was the first okay. one. Okay, interesting, interesting awesome. slash funny slash embarrassing. Okay. I think he just wants to know, like, what kind of deep cuts we got. Okay. Uh, I got a couple. Yeah, you've had, you've had a couple of good ones. I like it. Well, my first... My very first acting job was... Uh, I was in a... Uh, actually, it was my second acting job. Right. My first acting job was Heaven Help Us. Yep. Did some extra work in that one. Right. Had some days off from school as a child. Made some <laughs> right. money. That was fun. Right. Uh, but my big break came when I was discovered on the street breakdancing. <laughs> right. The old breakdancing story. And I was uh, put in a commercial, a Spanish, a Colombian clothing uh, commercial. All right. What's the name of the company? Bobby Brooks. Linea Masculina. La Moda Informal. 
I've given you everything you need to find it on YouTube. Okay. I don't know if it's there, but I have the tape. Okay. Have you ever looked for it on YouTube? Uh, don't think so. Okay. Can I have the tape? Well, maybe I will tonight. Okay. And the plot of that was me and this other dude are breaking on the street in these clothes. Right. And these two foxy lady cops show up. And, right. Uh, and they frisk us. And you're how old? I was 14. And they okay. put a fake mustache on me because they wanted me to look like I was in my 20s. All right. And uh, I remember because I was like... Have I told this story before? Yes. Oh, okay. We did this story, yeah. I had a nice little thing going with, like, the the uh, Venezuelan or the Hispanic model. Right. She, she was one of the two. And then when I took my mustache off, she said, Oh, no, he's just a baby. <laughs> it's all right, though. He's just a little boy. Oh. It's all right, though. I I, uh, I had her many times, if you know what I'm saying. Sure, mentally. Yeah. Right. Mentally. And then I also, another one of my favorites was uh, Where For Art Thou Romeo. Right, right. Which was, uh, it was a student film I did, an NYU student film, Where For Art That Romeo. I, I'm not going to, I can't bash it. It was a student film. Yeah. But it was comically, it was just hilarious. Right. I, and like, I liked the director and yep. I liked everybody involved. I actually, he had an interesting name though. What was that guy's name? His name was uh, Todd Chachu. Okay, got it. Spelled Chachuch. God bless you. Great guy. Yeah. Nice guy. But like the way I looked in the movie, I had like long hair. Right. And there were a couple of like there was a scene where I had to ask a girl. Uh, I have to say, have you ever built a sandcastle? And she says, uh, of course I have. Why? And then I say, because I bet you'd be good at it. And <laughs> what does that mean? Well, then he, as he explained to me, he's like, this is the moment. This is the line you say that gets her to like you. Right. I was like, oh. Right. And so she and I were talking about it. I was like, and then I told her, I was like, I have a feeling if I said this to. Uh, a girl, she would run screaming away from me. Right. I'm serious about it. He's like, I disagree. And so... So you were being a difficult actor at that point. I was. I was being prima donna. Right. But then the next morning, he uh, he brought me new a new scene. He's like, you know what? I thought about it, and I rewrote the scene for you. Here, check it out. And then uh, the scene was now... Uh, the uh, girl says to me, like, we're talking about Greece or something. And then I, I'm talking about how, like, I, I write short stories. Right. And she says, uh, oh, like, what short stories have you written? And so I said, I... As if she would have read them somewhere. Possibly. Okay. Or maybe she just wants to hear about it. We don't know if I was published or not. Okay. She assumed okay. it. And I said, uh, I actually wrote a story about a little princess. Right. Who built a sandcastle on the beach. <laughs> and Aphrodite thought the sandcastle was so beautiful... Uh-huh. That she came down, turned it to stone, and brought it with her back to Mount Olympus. Okay. And I... And then she goes, oh, that's such a beautiful story. Is it? <laughs> and so I, I read that. I was like, you know what? I can sell I can sell the first one. <laughs> you, I'll sell the old one. Like, when you saw that, you're like, let's go back to the way you had it. Yeah, that one actually was pretty good. Okay. So, But but we, the lizards, we all got together and, uh, and watched it. And watched it, had fun. And had a good now, time. Now, didn't you do a music video, too, though? Or? I did a uh, CNC Music Factory video. Right. And uh, that one was... Uh, just exciting because I got the part. Right. But I was part of a cast of thousands, ultimately. And a da- you were dancing, right? Or uh, It was a dance video. Right. It was like a, like a bunch of soldiers dancing. Or yeah, I was right? like cop dancing. Okay. Because the video is like set in the future. Okay. When, when like shit hit the fan. Right. And you were dancing, though. Uh, I don't want to make up uh, falsehoods. <laughs> okay. I-, I wasn't dancing. Okay. We probably joked that I was. Okay. It wasn't like, you know... I, was, I, I know I was a professional dancer and all, but... Sure, 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 sure. Anyway, how about, uh, how about you? Uh, 
God, I don't, I don't know that I've done any, um, anything like that. I'm well, very discerning, Lemmy. Well, you were Captain Hook. I like to turn things down. You're yeah, but that's like a, that's like a play, like a, like a ju- junior high school play. <laughs> I understand. I understand, but there's some f- amazing footage of it. There is, there is. I mean, you know, I'm 15 years old. I know, but know. that's what's so great about it, right. is seeing you at age 15. I mean, right. that's, that's a prize in and of itself. I'm banding the stage, bro. Like, when I've gone to your parents' house in Connecticut, I can't help but look at every family photo. <laughs> to see you at, like, age 12, I'm like, right. oh, my God, there he is. Right. That's him. I'm going to put together a, uh, a picture book for you. You know what, Kev? I'd love it. <laughs> you can you can keep it. I'd, look at it. I will keep it. Okay. Okay. All right. Let's see. What else? There, I know Jay has a funny one that you can see online. It was uh, his dad did a... His dad's a doctor, and he did, like, a medical, uh, like, tutorial film. Right. And Jay was the model he used. I think Jay was in high school. Right. And uh, you can see that online. If you yeah, look. yeah, yeah. If you look around. Look how people have asked about yeah. that. Look, at, look up A.J. Shandersekar. Yeah. Um, okay. Next one. Oh, here's a good one. This one comes from... I like this guy's name. Richard Jacquez. Jacquez, huh? Yeah. I like that too. His ha- his handle is Harshstone75. Ooh, okay. <clears throat> he says BJ, HJ, or ZJ. Hmm. If you have to ask. Yeah. But which one which one do you like the most of those? Z. You like the Z? Oh, definitely. The Z is pretty exotic. The Z is however you however you slice it. It's awesome. It's awesome. It's the best. <laughs> But I was thinking, you know, like, I, w- I made a list of, like, all the different J's. Oh, okay. Like, from A to Z. Okay. And I thought we could go through them and maybe talk if there's some better ones. Okay. So you have, you have 26 J's there? I got 26 J's. Okay. Hit it. Okay. AJ. Okay. I think that's an arm job. An arm job. Like, okay. Like, w- when you fuck... In the crook of the, the elbow? The crook of the okay. elbow. Okay. Because you could do that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. BJ. We know what a BJ is. Yep. Okay. Okay. CJ. This is a tough one. I went corn job. Okay. <laughs> okay. Like you put the like corn up the butt. Like you use a key piece of corn. Like yeah. A corn cob. A corn cob. Okay. Okay. DJ. Guy who spins records. He plays music. Okay. 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 EJ. EJ. Here we go. This one. This is an eye job. Okay. I remember. I read uh, back when I was thirteen. I had a penthouse magazine. Okay. And in the forum, it uh, it was a story about a guy whose girlfriend had a glass eye. <laughs> okay. And she would take the glass eye out and give him eye. Oh my god. I mean uh, uh, and and the the story was designed to titillate. Is that correct? It was. <laughs> it was. And I could, you know, I could pleasure myself from pretty much all of the things in the penthouse form, but, but not that, that one. That's not titillating. Not that one. There That's was literally a skull fuck, is what that is. Yeah. There were a few that I remember from the penthouse form that were crazy. I don't okay. even want to talk about them. Okay. Um okay, FJ I had a couple for this. I think this one could be... Uh, and, and, you know, chime in if you've okay, got... Okay, okay. Uh, FJ, I think, on the innocent side of things... This is an innocent one. Okay. Unless you just go straight FJ, which is just sex. Yeah, yeah. But I think it's a foot job. Like a oh, okay. foot That's fetish person. Clearly, clearly. Like Rex Ryan. Or yeah, Rex Ryan guy. <laughs> or like, or maybe it's it's a friend job. Okay. Like when you have friends just with benefits. Friend. Right. What about a fun job? Okay. Like... Uh, I got the carnival. Yeah, like being an ice cream uh, salesman. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Okay. GJ. GJ. I think there's a gorilla job. <laughs> okay. Where you just pound. Okay. Just pound each other. Okay. 
And uh, or it could, a GJ could be like that's what we say to Jay when he's being a dick, like GJ, what the hell? All right. Or it could be that thing you used to do when you were three years old. A, a grind when I grind my dick. Yeah, yeah. Into the a grind floor. job. Okay. A grind job. Sure, that's grinding. I yeah. mean, that's that's a real a grind job. Yeah. Okay. 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 That brings us to HJ. We know okay. what that is. We know what that is. Okay. IJ. Okay. I think this one is an icky job. <laughs> okay. And this is like when either you had an, an HJ or a BJ or any J, and it's just a little icky. Okay. Like there's just shit left over. Sure. And like you're just not into it. Sure. That's that's an icky job. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, JJ. I think this one's for black people only. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like JJ Washington. All right. You don't think it's like a double a double J? Uh, the double J. Oh, like a two-on-one type yeah. thing. Uh-huh. Oh, so any it would be any J, but twice. Right. But in a three-way. J. 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 Okay. Okay. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Okay. K. J. Right. To me, this this one. Kevin. A, okay. Oh, I like that cream. <laughs> and that actually goes with what I have. I have it as a Kong job. <laughs> okay. Like King Kong. It's basically it's a GJ. Okay. It's a gorilla job, gorilla but even job. but even harder. Okay, but it's, famous. It's a famous Kong, gorilla. It's a Kong job. Sure. Okay. Okay. L. J. Uh, it's Larry Johnson. Okay. <laughs> uh, famous character from Super Troopers. Sure. The Jim Gaffigan character. Sure. Okay, MJ. Who's this? Michael this, Jordan. And? Uh, and? I don't know. Michael Jackson. Oh, Michael Jackson. You're right. Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson. Okay. So getting double teamed by Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson, that's an MJ. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And that'd be a good double team, by the way. Sure, man. Like, if you said, I got an, I got an MJ. Yeah. I got an MJJ. Yeah. Oh, an MMJJ. Yeah. Okay, NJ. Okay. I think it's a nose job. Sure, nose job is definitely an NJ. Okay. OJ? Right. It's, it's orange a, juice. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I was thinking it's a nice breakfast beverage. Okay. Okay. PJ? Uh, pajamas. <laughs> right, right. Or, or Johnny Knoxville, because he's PJ Clapp. Okay. Okay. Okay, QJ. I had a tough time with this one, QJ, but then I figured maybe it's a, uh, it's a quickie. Okay, quick job. Yeah, can I just get a QJ? What about a quality job? Okay, that's the other one. Like super quality, you know, work. Okay, like a great, like you're you're with like an an artist. Yep. Okay. Okay. Uh, RJ. Yeah. That uh, that's a rim job. Rim job. You're right. Yeah. Okay. And also our buddy Rick Johnson. Okay. Rick Johnson's Pizzeria. Okay. SJ. I think this one's a uh, a sleep job. Okay. This is when you get your like you know boyfriend or girlfriend while they're sleeping. Right. Which happens. Yeah, always nice. You just diddle them a little bit and, sure. you know, like, get them or it gets done to you. Always nice to yeah. get one of those. It could also be a summer job, uh, like delivering right. pizzas or something <laughs> right. like that. Right, cutting grass. Yeah. Okay. TJ. Uh-huh. I think that's a, uh, I think that's a, a tit sex. Titty, titty job. Okay. That's a, yeah, that's, that's definitely. That's neat. Or it's. Teach job. Yeah. Or it's just Tijuana. Okay. Is, uh, is South of the border. TJ, yeah. Oh, yeah. South of the border. That's like a. That could be anything. That's any of these J's, I guess. Sure. Okay. A UJ. Uh-huh. Another tricky one. I went umbrella job. Okay. Golden shower. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yes. I like that. Do you have another one? Uh, I was trying to think of, like, if I was, like, if it's something that you do. A UJ. Think of a UJ. That's, like, that's where you're just, like, you haven't been doing enough. It's like, hey, you, can I get a J? Okay. That's pretty good. Here, I got another one. Okay. It could be an undercarriage job, like a taint, a taint uh, lick or touch. Okay. 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 Here's one. Here's a, a clever VJ. Right. Now I've heard uh, VJ obviously was a video jockey from MTV. Yep. Yep. Also, I've heard of a woman's uh, JJ being called a VJ. Right. To me, this is a Virginia job. Okay. And this one is like a nice, polite 
fuck. Okay. Or a polite thing. It's like, you know, like, on the porch with a glass of lemonade. <laughs> okay. You know, like, like, okay, I do declare. Yeah, could I give you an HJ on the porch? Okay. Okay. Uh, I was thinking that maybe it'd be, f- like, a J you got from an Indian guy. Okay, okay, like VJ Singh? Yeah. Okay. The guy's named VJ, right? Yeah, VJ Singh. Yeah, okay. Okay. <laughs> All right, a WJ. Okay. This to me, this is a Wyoming job. Okay. Because of Virginia, this is a Wyoming job. This is an HJ with from like a strong horse riding okay. hand. Okay, and the back of a horse? Yeah, like a hard, and like, and backwards uh, position. Okay. Okay, XJ. Mm-hmm. This is the, uh, this is similar to the QJ. This is an excellent job. Oh, okay. Just All right. Excellent. Okay. Or it's like a super X-rated thing, like a Bukaki. Like, can I get an XJ? It's just like, Super you know, X-rated. Yeah. Okay. Two girls, one cup. Okay. okay. And then that brings us to ZJ. What about Y? You forgot YJ. Oh, why? Did you not learn? Why uh, ask why? Why ask why? <laughs> Did you not learn the alphabet? I guess not. I guess not. I was so excited to get to the ZJ. You should watch that, uh, you know, Sesame Street with your kid. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, YJ. I'm going to say that is a... A teenage uh, job. It's a young. Okay. It's a young. Oh yeah, young adult kind of. Thing. Young job. I'm gonna say, why not, Jay? Okay. Why? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I like that. Why, Jay? Why not? Yeah. Okay. ZJ. All right. ZJ. If you have to ask, you can't afford you can't it. Can't afford it. However, since we're here and it's our podcast, and you've been listening to this long list, we might as well give it to you. We've had two two explanations to what a ZJ could be. Yeah. One of them is a zombie job, <laughs> which is you know all all the rage these days. Right, having sex with zombies, mm-hmm. pretty intense. Yep. Another one is uh, it stands for a uh, well, what it is is when a dark girl and a white girl, yep, or a dark guy and a white guy, yep, clasp their hands together and give an HJ that way. Right, and the dark and light fingers. Provide like become the stripes of a zebra, right? A zebra jay. A zebra j- a jay. Okay. Anyway, okay. So that's that. That's pretty good. That's a long um, list. All right, it is a long list, but you know, people can sift through that. Let's um, let's pause it. Okay. Because we're getting to our destination, and then we'll pick it up afterwards. Okay. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. Let's Sorry, stop. we took a little uh, hiatus. We did a show. We did a little show, which was fun. Yeah. And but now we're driving home from the show. Yeah, and now you want to turn I, the light on? I need a light. A okay, light. so excuse the car noise. Again. Again, but we are driving. But it is nice. I, f- I always feel like it's like uh, it becomes a little more intimate and like we're actually all together. It's also a very good use of your time. Like you got to drive. Yeah, you mean you us. You got to get from A to B. You mean us. Yeah. Yeah. And okay, plus, our time. And like plus, why not record a podcast? Sure. We're together. We spend a lot of time in cars together. Yeah. yeah it's the same as listening to the podcast. A lot of people are listening to this on their drive right. home from work or to right. work. Why not give them some car noise? Right. Give the people what they want. Help it out. Give them a stereo. Okay. This question is from Schnitza Fars. Okay. At Schnitza underscore Fars. Like Schnitz and Giggle. This must be in a different language. What do you think that means? It's like, uh, it's sausage farts in German, I think. Is that what it says, sausage farts? I think Schnitza Fars. Oh, that's definitely sausage farts. Yeah, I think it translates into that. Okay. Uh-huh. This person writes... I want to meet this person. Steve Lemmy, if you and Kevin Hefferton were deli meats, what deli meats would you be? <laughs> it's, it's a fart. Yeah. Uh, what deli meat would you be? Me? Yeah. I mean, I know which deli meat I enjoy. Yeah. I like Genoa salami. <laughs> 
But would you be a Genoa salami? No, I mean, I like to think I'd be my fa- my uh, favorite one to say. I like to think I'd be a little Capricola, a little Gabagool. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Because I like to say Gabagool. What about mortadella? <laughs> Well, mortadella. Would it be some mortadella? Is, now, is mortadella, is that a cheese? or is I don't, that know. A, don't know. But, okay, so, which, I mean, I think, if I had to guess what you would be, I, I have right. I think you might be surprised. I think you'd be a stuffed meat. <laughs> oh, yeah? Why? stuffed. Okay. Because you're not just any meat. Right. You are not any meat. You're like, are you talking like a, a pimento loaf or something like that? Is that what you're talking about? I think, I, well, I think you're probably the whole meat. I think you're like a okay. boar's head ham hock. Okay, I definitely have a boar's head hammock on my shoulders. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. I'll give you that. That's the thing. Like if I cut into your head, yeah, I bet it would be a marbled, uh, <laughs> fatty uh, beef of some kind. Well, that's why I would go with more of a lean, a lean beef. Okay, so what do you think you'd be? I think that maybe I, I don't know. I mean, maybe like a. Getting boring. It's getting boring. <laughs> the dead air is not good. Like maybe a corned beef, maybe. Uh, okay. No. Corned beef. No, it's too. That, that. It's. Uh, not, I know. I'd be like a lean pastrami. Well, see, that's the thing. I don't know why you keep calling saying lean or anything. Like, why? You're, you're anything but lean. But I'm saying like if you wanted to be. Oh, this isn't. What would you want to be? It's like, like what, what are you? What would you be? I see. I'm a lean pastrami. All right, then I probably is. I probably am a ham hock. Okay, fair enough. Good. I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. Yeah, okay. This is from... Sorry, schniss and farts. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Uh, this is one's from Alex Bois. Okay. What's up, Bois? I'm a Bois. From at, it's at Sideshow Bois. Okay. What's up, Bois? B-U-A. Okay. What's your favorite memory from a long road trip? Um, I mean, we have a great one. Which was, uh, you know, it's actually in our, I think yeah, our very first, first podcast was when we road tripped to uh, South by Southwest in Austin, Texas. Right. And uh, got to hang out with uh, Quentin Tarantino and uh, and Mike Judge and Richard Linklater and uh, That Steven was great. Soderberg. That wasn't, I guess that, that's not part of a road trip though, is it? Well, that was, I mean, we road that's tripped. That's the destination, I guess. Road trip. Yeah, I guess you're and right. And then we drove yeah. back. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I remember one time, I don't know if I ever told you the story, um, we were... At a wedding, and it was all of us. I think it was a Coop's wedding. We were all in Jay's car. Okay. And I had to piss like a mama fucker. Okay. And so I did the old piss in. I was sitting in, in the back seat. I did the old piss in the bottle. Okay. And then forgot about it, and then spilled the bottle in the back of Jay's car. Okay. Okay. And <laughs> did you? Uh, I don't think I ever told them. Notify? Okay. No, I don't think I ever told anyone. I thought you were going to say you forgot that you pissed in it and then you took a sip when you were like... No, 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 no. But I did I did spill it okay. in the back of his car. So that's one of your favorite road trip memories. I'm, it's just a road trip memory. Okay. It's just a road trip memory. Okay. I mean, we've had, I guess, a lot of road trips. A billion. Yeah. Um, we were talking about one the other day when you when you snapped that hunger snap. Right. And you... Uh, when we were, up, we were in Maine. Yeah. And uh, you got mad when we were on the Puddle Cruiser tour. Yep. And you got mad waiting for everybody to shower and, uh, and eat. and you. Uh, got, well, I was hungry. You were starving. I experience, I often experience hunger, anger. Yeah, you do. And everyone had to make a decision. Everyone like, had to chime in. I just wanted some food. So. Yeah. Decision by committee gets tiring after a while. Yeah. Decision by committee is often shitty. Amen. Is what I like to say. Uh, I know another good road trip that we did. Okay. We were in... Uh, oh, I just thought of another one, too. 
We were in uh, oh, Tennessee. I, I thought of another one. And we went down with uh, Mike Bruce from Tennessee Titans. Yeah. We road tripped down to the Jack Daniels yeah. Distillery. Okay. Okay. That was a great time. Yeah. We had some laughs, and then we went down and like met the master taster at Jack Daniels. Yeah. He gave us a private tour. We tasted the various flavors of Jack Daniels, and then he asked us to pick our favorite. And I ended up picking Gentleman Jack, which is like the woman's Jack Daniels, I guess. Oh, it was okay. Yeah, I thought you went with like Honey Jack or something. Yeah, it was something like that. Like that. Yeah. And, it, and I was like, "This is my favorite." Yeah. And then yeah, there was like a snicker. Yeah. Because it was like ladies' Jack Daniels. Sure, sure. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but we had some good laughs about that. We we laughed about how sensitive that guy's tongue was, and he could identify anything by licking it. Yeah, because he was one of those guys that would taste the Jack Daniels and be like, "Too much cold." Yeah. Too yeah. much charcoal. Yeah. Not enough oak. Yeah, it's uh, too oaky. Just stayed in the barrel one day too long. Yeah, like literally while we were there and we were having our meeting with him, he got a phone call because there was an emergency that they thought there was something wrong with the barrels. He had to go taste the barrel and yeah. see if the batch was good. Yeah. So we had a great time thinking about that guy and what he could taste with that tongue of his. Yeah. Well, then he also told us a great story about how. He was at a bar one time, and he only drinks Jack. Right. And uh, he went, he ordered a Jack. Right. And they brought him some fucking, a well, or some, anything. A Jim Beam. Something, something else. Yeah. And, uh, and he's like, this isn't Jack. And they were like, yeah, it is. Yeah. And he's like, I'm telling you, this isn't Jack Daniels. And they were right. like, oh, and how do you know, what are you like, the master taster of Jack Daniels? He's like, as a matter of fact, I am. As a matter of fact, I am the master taster. Yeah, that was cool. That I, don't was con- I don't know that I consider that a road trip, Queen. It was definitely a road trip. But I know that you want me to agree with everything you said. Yeah, you got trip. mad at me. What about when we road tripped to the NACA convention? Oh, my God. Have we not told this story? Uh, I feel like we've told it, but maybe we haven't. I don't know. Like, um, you know, NACA. It wasn't NACA. It was like a knockoff of NACA. But like, you know, APCA? They, APCA? Oh, no, that, like no, that. no they, that's the music. Uh, they have these giant organizations that end up booking college uh, entertainment. And it's kind of big business, you know? It's like... If you can get into that racket, uh, it's a good way to make dough and book stuff. And certainly for our material, it lends itself well to that. And so we were green. We just finished Puddle Cruiser, and we road tripped down there to Nashville or Knoxville? Knoxville. And uh, to go to one of these conventions and try to sell our movie at one of them. And it was the, it was the funniest amalgamation of random talent that I've ever seen in my life. Well, because they had... Banachek, the psychic. Right, there was psychics there, yes. They had Shout, which was the uh, the Beatles cover band. Right, they had uh, Steve Trash. Trash, the eco-magician. Yeah, he only did magic tricks with garbage. Right. And then a variety of other, like, I mean, a ton of other. Now, that guy, Happy, Happy something, he was the, um, the comedian. <laughs> right. And then, uh, and he wasn't too happy. No. And then... And there are a bunch of acapella singing groups. Foreshadow. Right. Was the name of that one group. Four guys. Foreshadow. But that was a blast. Because we ended up not really even selling our shit. Like, it ended up being some sort of kind of religiously affiliated organizations. And, like, kids would come up to us at our booth and be like, Is there swearing in your movie? Well, what it was was that every school that came to that thing was from... It was a Bible Belt college. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and they'd be like, Is there... Is there... And the, the teacher chaperone... Yeah. Would say, yeah, is, is there swearing? Is there is there nudity? Is there like drug use? <laughs> like 
fuck yeah but I guess no no we did the other we'd be like eventually no. we learned no. to say there wasn't yeah you know it's like no no it's totally clean yeah um, and then I mean we did have some funny things like there were Banachek the psychic who was great right we uh, you know it's like well first of all we, we walked out of the event Shout the Beatles band played right and and it was funny because it was like uh, it was like cartoon Beatles like the John Lennon guy was like a pear shaped Right. But he looked like John Lennon's head. Right. Did totally different body. And then like the uh, like the Ringo Starr guy, I remember like looked nothing like Ringo Starr. But he had a wig. But he had the Ringo wig on. And you and I walked out of the, the whole event. It was like a, several days, but we walked out of the, the event the night they played, and a super bald guy came up to us, which who we immediately knew was the Ringo guy. <laughs> And he's like, oh, man, what's going on in there? And we we're like, oh, it's the, uh, you know, the NACA convention. He's like, oh, um, was, did that band Shout play? Uh, like, what were they like? And we were like, oh, they were great. He's like, oh, cool, man. We knew that he was fishing. He had took, taken his disguise off, his costume off, and he was fishing for compliments for his own band. Yeah. And a thinly veiled um, yeah. attempt. Then uh, we ran into Banachek, the psychic. So the hotel bar, do you remember what it was called? Uh, oh, I don't. You, yeah, you do. I don't. I'm going to tell you, and you're going to be sad that you forgot. Okay, tell me. It was called Knuckles. Knuckles, right, yeah, right. The hotel bar was right. called Knuckles. Knuckles. Right. And That's a great name for a bar. For a hotel bar especially. Yeah. And you'd walk in there, and it was every performer. It was like the bar out of Star Wars. Yeah. The cantina Exactly. Star Wars. You saw all the Beatles guys. <laughs> you saw Steve Trash. Banachek the psychic, the guys right. from Foreshadow, and then a and bunch us. and us, and then a bunch of college kids, right? And uh, you know the twenty-one-year-olds. And I remember, like, we walked in, and Banachek was talking to a girl who had a pink wig on. She was in some band. Her up. And he was like, "So, what color is your hair under that wig?" And we were like, "What? Don't you know, Banachek? <laughs> Fucking psychic, You're a psychic dude. Don't you know what color her hair is, bro?" Yeah. So he started to hate us, and then like, I remember, like, I uh, like. I ran into him in the bathroom. Right. And was like, I bet you knew you were going to run into me here. <laughs> and he's like, okay, I get it, I get it. And then, like, we had him come to the table. Right. And prove to us that he was psychic. But didn't he do something that was amazing? Yeah. He, he, this is when I was married to the Swedish girl for the green card. Right. And we were like, you know, like, this person go around me. we were like, uh, tell us, like, do something. He's like, okay, okay. Write... Something down on a piece of paper. Yeah. And oh no, oh, oh, no, no. He wrote something down on a piece of paper, and then he was like, uh, "Oh, now I can't remember what he did." But basically, he was like, he started asking all these questions. He had written something down. He wrote down Swedish fish. Right. On a piece of paper. And then he was like, asked me. He's like, "Are you like? Do you have a girlfriend? Are you like? You know." married or something and like we he got out of me that like she was from Sweden and then he showed the piece of paper that said Swedish fish and, right. we're, and we were impressed enough we were shocked although he we were probably like whispering it Swedish yeah well that's what he Swedish that's what we figured out that he was a super alert and yeah. attentive yeah. anyway and then uh, that was a good road trip that was a fun road trip alright what else you got okay let's see here let's see now we're uh some guy has, has have you ever poked smot? <laughs> that, that's clever. Poked smot. I don't even I like answer that. that question. Somebody like said, that. "Do you wax or bleach your asshole for your nudes?" Who are these people? You should just say their names. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, 
Richard G. asked about the Pokes mod. He's Dick G. One eight five six. I like that. Jason Smithers, who's hey, look at this. His his uh, handle is Knuckles Martini. Oh, boom. He says that's a check world right there. Did you wax or bleach your asshole for your nude scenes? <laughs> and to that I say we don't have assholes. If you're paying, you know, we poop out of our noses. All oh, right, but wait, you. Uh... Never bleach my asshole. I don't even know what you're getting. Seriously, at. though? What do you mean, seriously? What about for Fatty and Taddy? Did I bleach my asshole? Yeah, didn't you, like, shave everything? I. And clean everything? Not everything, Kev. You didn't clean your ass? You didn't shave your your butt? No. I thought you did. Didn't Wasn't that part of the story? I shaved my dick. Ah, okay. But not my. I don't, you know, I don't even know. I mean, like, I know now they have all these, like, you know, the manscaping places, like, they've got man salons. Right. And you can go and do that. I'm still not there yet. I'll right. shave. I've gotten. I've come over to the, uh, you know. Well, I know. I know there are a lot of dudes who shave and stuff, but how many dudes are there that bleach their assholes? I, think. I mean, it's like. Like, who does that? Like, maybe I guess, like, a porn star or something. Who. who... I bet Mr. Clean bleaches his asshole. Do you think so? Yeah. Well, that's his and, uh, and, Clo- and Clorox the bear. I bet he he right. an asshole. Okay, this one comes from Colgate Rugby alumni. Oh yeah, Gate underscore RFC underscore alumni. Right. What was the inspiration for including rugby in the plot for Puddle Cruisers? Go Gate. Well, that's a true story. That was a true story. That yeah. rugby thing. I mean, because um, we played rugby. Well, I played rugby. Jay played for like one semester because he was trying to get his uh, gym credits. Yeah. And so. Um, but anyway, it's a true story in that Jay was dating a girl at Colgate who had a boyfriend at another school. Yeah. And uh, the boyfriend at the other school was a pretty ferocious rugby player. And uh, so Jay would try to avoid that guy at all costs. But uh, what happened was, you know, at, at our school at Colgate, you you would have to get gym credits. So you have to you have to play a certain amount of sports. And uh, sports. Sports. And Jay didn't really participate in any of that. But one of our close friends was the captain of the rugby team. And so he went to the rugby team guy and he said, Hey, just say I'm playing on the rugby team and give me the credit. And to the dude's credit, he was like, Fuck you. Come play rugby with us. Yeah. And Jay was like, ah, ah, ah. Come on. Just come play for a semester. Who was the, the guy? Who was the, guy? Who's the captain? Uh, Greg Casella. Okay. Okay. Who's now a cop. Who's a cop in New York City. Yeah. So anyway, uh, so, uh, so Jay goes and plays... And we, uh, for this one semester, and looks on the schedule, and it turns out that we are scheduled to play the school of the dude who he stole the girlfriend away from. Yeah, and who's an animal. Right. And so, uh, ultimately what happened was, we went and played that, but it turns out that that dude was away that weekend, or was like oh, overseas, or something like that. Overseas killing people. Right, and so the kid who was like, you know, a really great rugby player. Never played in that game, yeah. but we thought it was a funny story, and so we took a little license with the story and made you know that the case for the, the movie uh, Puddle Cruiser. And at the same time, I played rugby there for three years, and uh, and so we were able to call up a lot of the guys who we played rugby with and have them come up, and then we. Uh, got another a local team from up there. The Schenectady Reds mm-hmm. was the name of the team. Yeah, we paid them with uh, a couple of cases of beer. Yeah, and they came out, and then so it was like our friends, Colgate friends, and the opposing team was the Schenectady Reds, and uh, we just played rugby for a day. Yeah, it was a blast. And it was great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Susie Tino. 
at Tino asks, I hear, I heard the Canadian tuxedo is in style this season. Is that true? <laughs> to which I say, it's always in season. It is always in style. Up there, denim on denim. I, I've also heard it called the uh, Syracuse tuxedo. Right, when we were at Colgate, it was called the Syracuse tuxedo. Yeah, and then down south, they sometimes call it like the like the Tennessee tuxedo. Like, I've heard it used many times. Like, like, I feel like when I was growing up, it was called the Jersey tuxedo. Is that not... For sure. Did you ever hear that one? I heard it called the Polish tuxedo. Yeah. Jersey. But we had to put that into uh, Super Troopers as the Canadian tuxedo. Canadian tuxedo is the best. Yeah. Okay, okay. I was firing through a few of these. Here we go. Amber Patton. At Buttons Fandango. She says, when you guys are on the road, is spooning merely a formality? <laughs> and I say, spooning is a formality. Sporking is a luxury. And tell me what sporking is again. Sporking is when you're spooning and you, you know, pork. Sporking. So it's spoon porking. Yeah, you're both on your sides and you're spoon porking. <laughs> okay. Okay, let's see here. Now we're, fi- we're firing through the one-off questions here. Uh, okay. Uh, Tim Morrison, at Tim Morrison 1983, asks, why is my poop red? I don't know. It's his problem, man. It is. Too many carrots? <laughs> too, many many be- too many beets? Maybe. Too many blood diamonds? I don't know. Okay. You should see a doctor. Go ask a doctor. Okay, okay, let's see here. Oh, we're pretty Oh, here we go. Zane LaRue. Great name. Says, can you give me a job as a writer assistant or some shit? And I say fuck yes with a name like Zane LaRue. Zane LaRue. What a great name. I prefer to give him some shit. Give me a job as a razor or some shit. Yeah, I'd like to give him you some shit. You said or some shit. I'd, I'd give him some shit. That's you know what? I like that you're you're holding the microphone. You're right. driving one handed through the most dangerous, windy canyon. Yep. And not doing a fantastic job, by the way. I'm doing all right. You've you're all over the lines. Right. I'm just trying not to vomit. Yeah, and you're not drunk or anything like that. But like you're you know you're all over the place. Sure. But you got a lot on your plate here. I do. I do. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, Good of you to pick out the or some shit part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to. Uh, okay. Les Franklin, who is at Franklin underscore Les. Yeah. Cle- Clevs. Yeah, okay. Writes, who's Barry Badrenath? Who's Barry Badrenath? Who's Barry Badrenath? Who's Barry Badrenath? Hashtag Landfill. <laughs> That's a good question. It, it is, is Barry Badrenath. It, uh, it was annoying to read as it was to act it out with you in, uh, in the film. <laughs> but Badrenath was one of our close friends. VK Badrenath. Yeah, Vince. I don't know where we got Barry from. Where did we get that? Do we just not like the name or something? No, you know what it was is that, uh, and this is a little trivia, like, we like to, when we write our movies, what we do is we don't cast them in advance. We write right. them generically and we create these characters. And so I think, and what happens is, we so be, with that in mind going into it, we don't name any Indian characters. Like, sure. there's not one character named, like, Vishnu Swami. Sure. Like, Thorny was Thorny... And then we made it Ramathorn. He was like Thornbird or something like that. Yeah, and then we named him Arcot Ramathorn. Right, after after we cast Janet. Yeah, and so it's like there's no Indian name. So Barry was originally like Barry McKenna right, or something like that. And then we just named him Barry Badrenath. Right. But so the JK... Because we also love alliteration. I love names that start with the same letters. Yeah, and uh, particularly when it comes to the female characters because it makes them sound a little naughtier. Krista Crundle. Krista Crundle. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. What's the crundle, by the way? <laughs> you tell me. Okay. Uh, Isn't it the taint? Uh, the crundle. Well, the crunt, we decided, was the back of the balls. Right. The crunt. 
Which you can see in Super Troopers On you Yeah on me You can see my, my crunt The dunch Is the area Of the anus That connects to the taint It's just that little chunk That section of uh, anus <laughs> That's connected to the taint It's all gross But the crundle Crundle I don't know I think we're getting to the end here. We should, I think we're getting. We've to done the point a billion hours. We've done. Okay. Should we? Uh, should we go one more question? Okay. And then okay. wrap it up. Yeah. Let me find one. Um, I mean, I'm, we have a lot of questions. Here's but we one. Don't want, we, we're out of time. Okay. Last question, and it's an Easter question, which is nice. Eric Nepstad at Nepstud seventeen oh one. Nepstud. Yeah, Nepstud. Says, have you ever made a Cadbury egg omelet? And I'm wondering if that's if that's like a, a, suf, a sexual euphemism, you know, like a dirty <laughs> Sanchez. Very egg omelet. You know, and what would that be? Sexually, is that like a, some with chocolate, a chocolate egg, some with cream. Okay, so is it like and, and some with egg? Egg. So like pooping in a girl's ovary. <laughs> I don't know. That's like, very graphic. But you'd have to get your ass into her <laughs> vagina to get a poop into that's the weird. ovary. That's weird. Which is tougher than the uh, what, the move I, I like the cat in the bathtub. What's the cat in the bathtub? That's you know trying to put your nuts. In your girlfriend or wife's asshole, <laughs> and they call it a cat in a bathtub because it's harder than getting a cat in the bathtub. <laughs> okay, okay. On that note, on that note, that's interesting. Okay. If you stayed this late, then you deserve to hear that little piece of blue detail. Yeah. Um, there's a couple others here. We'll save them. We'll save them. We we really appreciate it. It's you know if we didn't get to your questions, we apologize. We're in a car. I've got the list. It's jiggling. I'm gonna. I'm getting sick because you know it's late. <laughs> We're almost night. to our destination. We're all too. over the road. Um, but yeah. So um, good. Thank you very much, everybody, for writing in, yeah. sending us some questions. Also, and, um, if you if you made it this far, I'm not even listening. I mean, I was listening. Yeah. I just interrupted. If you made it this far, I love my children. I don't dislike them. The, the first one's not a do. She's. Did you like go home and your wife's like, "I hope you don't say anything bad in the podcast about your kids." No. And you're like, "What? I would never do that." And then boom, here yeah. we are. And she was sharpening her knife. Yeah. She was like, "By the way, I do hope. I hope you never be smudge the children." What you think about my new butterfly blade? Yeah. Check this out. Check out how fast I am with it. Um, no, actually, though, Kev, you're close though. What happened is, like, we have recorded this podcast really over In the pieces. course of like seven hours. Right. And um, what happened is, I did go home and I started thinking about what you told me about your wife and how she was like, You tell Steve Lemmy to shut up about his kids. And then I was like, You know, I wish she knew I was joking, but like, maybe. I know you're joking. Maybe my jokes are too harsh. I know you're joking. You know, half of acting is, uh, you know, what you feel and the other half is what the audience I'm yes anding you. I'm with know, you. But maybe, you know. But anyway, tell your wife to shut the fuck up. Okay, I will. Um, all right. Thank you, everybody. Hey, uh, if you if you want to see those dates, go to our website, heffernandlemmy.com, and uh, you can see all our dates, all our dates up there, and all the upcoming dates. So go let's, check it out. Uh, what are we? Let's choose something on the way out. All right. We'll choose in honor of our next comedy date in Salt Lake City. I'm gonna choose something salty. Okay. In honor of Easter, I'm gonna choose Cadbury egg. Oh. Then I'm gonna. You know what? I, I, I'm gonna have a, a, a hard boiled egg. Okay. Thanks for the questions, everybody. Thanks. We'll do it again soon. Now leaving Nerdist.com.